Austria, Austria. They're hiring COVID inspectors to hunt down the unvaccinated because there is a new law saying everyone has to be vaccinated. And there is a massive fine if you don't get vaccinated. We're seeing an expansion of the vaccine mandates in Boston. We're now seeing it in Chicago. I think Chicago's doing mask mandates. They're going to be implementing a vaccine mandate soon. And uh, I'll take credit for this one because you know why? You know why? I'll, I'll take credit for the prediction. That's what I meant. Not the lockdowns. <laughs> that's what I meant. No, no. See, see, I get things wrong. And when I do, boy, do people like to bring it up. So if I ever get the opportunity to be like, ah, I called that one. So I said a little while ago, I think hard lockdowns are coming. And this seems like the natural evolution of it. First, they lock everybody down. Everyone says this sucks. Then they say, okay, now we're going to lock it all down unless everyone does as they're told and gets the vaccine. And that's what we're seeing. So we're getting it. We're, we're watching what's happening in Europe, much like we did last year at the start of the pandemic. And I, I, I believe we will start seeing much of that happen here in the U.S. The difference, you got places like Texas, Florida, South Dakota, these red states, they're not going to be playing that game. However, one of the problems with the Democrats narrative on COVID is that Omicron seems to be relatively mild. So now Joe Biden has announced he's going to make sure everybody gets at home tests and they're going to be sending out tests, you know, 500 million or whatever. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting because Axios put out a story where they said Americans don't care about Omicron anymore, about COVID. There's this uh, video of Shep Smith being like, I don't care. I don't want to talk about this. How can you reignite the fear, send everybody tests, maximize the news around exploding cases, and then terrify everybody again? I mean, that is to say, if people have COVID, they should be taking care of it. But what we need to get away from is that fear. So let's talk about what's going on. We got Jesse Waters gave a speech at the Turning Point USA event, and uh, Fauci is demanding he be fired because he used explosive rhetoric. And the story I wish we could have been leading with but it's just not, it's not enough and it's a little too tribal. As Nancy Pelosi was, uh, presenting the Build Back Better bill and someone yelled, let's go Brandon. I just, I just love the civil disobedience, you know, the people yelling and stuff. So we're going to talk about all that stuff. And my friends, it's holidays. Ian is gone, but we're hanging out with Chris Carr. Yes, sir. How's it going? Happy to be here. Who are you? I'm the executive editor at Tim, timcast.com. That's oh, right. Yeah. Happy oh, to be yeah. here. So basically, you know, it's a holiday, so we're keeping it in the family. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, from the channel is going to come in. I don't, I don't know who we're having, who we're having tomorrow. To be completely honest, because let's be real, getting people to fly out Ugh, on trying. the week, <laughs> like just before Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve is Friday. It's impossible. But Jack Murphy is coming tomorrow, and a lot of people were asking in the chat. They were like, "Why isn't Jack here? Why isn't Jack here?" And I'm like, "Because Jack comes on Wednesdays. Uh, he comes every other Wednesday. He doesn't yeah. come on Tuesdays, but he will be here. We're going to hang out with them, and we're going to talk. And there's a lot to talk about, of course." But uh, yeah, man, how's it going? How's it going? Merry Great. Christmas. I'm chilling. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you too. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We had a good uh, party the other night. That's we right. We had, a, we had yeah. a big party. We launched yeah. a, we launched a book, Tales from the Inverted World, at invertedworldbook.com, and you were the editor on yes, that book. Yes, sir. It's an awesome Amazing. book. Yeah. yeah. Like I autographed and everything. It was it was awesome. Yeah, we're gonna. I guess we're gonna have the whole team autograph the book, and then we'll like auction it off or something just to help support the you know making more of it. We got Luke okay. here though yeah, for the I, time being. I, I think I might have heard about the website that you work for just a little bit. Oh, oh yeah? yeah, yeah. Do we have a reputation yet? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, but anyway, lots of crazy news to get into, especially surrounding Dr. Fauci, and that's why I decided to present him in his uh, happiest form, living his best life, oh, of course, declaring himself the science and zapping innocent puppies and small monkeys <laughs> which is perfectly depicted Aww, on this t-shirt which you could exclusively get on the best political shirts.com the best political shirts.com and then you could send this message out to the general public uh which is a needed message and, it, and it's in a very important message because it's a true 
message uh, that that people I need just, to understand the ramifications of. I just want to say how how ins- how insane it is that you actually got someone to make a graphic of <laughs> Fauci as Emperor Palpatine using force lightning on monkeys and puppies oh, while yeah. yelling "I am science." I, I, <laughs> I apologize. I couldn't fit the orphaned children in there. Oh, okay. We tried, but we Sorry. did try. Look up the, the Fauci experiments. I am science. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure. Well, this is definitely Luke's finest shirt. I'm a little bit intimidated by the idea of Chicago and Boston going into these kind of weird fits just as I'm about to visit Boston for the first time over Christmas. So that's going to be interesting. But I hope it all works out. Hopefully, I can just kind of slide under the radar. I guess we'll have to see what happens. Anyway. Yes. Don't forget. Go to TimCast.com, become a member, help support our work. We're going to have a members-only segment coming up around 11 or so p.m. And you can also go to InvertedWorldBook.com to pick up our first book. I don't know. So let me just add, add to this. We're being we're currently being re- evaluated by NewsGuard. It says this website is in the process of being rated or reviewed. I'm really curious as to what they say about us because we have, like, this political news, but we also have pop culture crisis, which is like, what's one? let me go to the homepage. What do we have on here? It's like... Infamous Island Boys TikToker, t- TikTokers mocked by UFC audience. We've got in, the Long Island Monster Inverted World podcast. You know, it's it's like some of it is just cultural stuff. Some the vlog. I, I really I'm interested to see what they write about this. They're going to be like a far right website that hosts a vlog about skating and chickens and also makes content about Keanu Reeves <laughs> and The Matrix and Spider Man. So it'll be interesting to see. But all that's possible thanks to you guys supporting our work. And if you want to get our latest book. Go to invertedworldbook.com. It is a collection of stories about close contact with ghosts, UFOs, serial killers, and discussions on simulation theory. It's the first of many, and this one is just a variety of stories. But the next one that's coming out, I'm really excited for. Volume 2 is currently in the works. We think it's about six months out, and that's going to be the ghosts of the Civil War. And there's this is crazy stuff. So the stories we're already hearing about the conspiracies— and I'm not talking about crazy, like, government conspiracies. I'm talking about, like, people hiding money and, like, mafioso stuff. It's going to be a blast. Anyway, smash the like button. Subscribe to this channel. Let's talk about this first story. We got this from Blick.ch. Due to compulsory vaccination from February, Austria is looking for people to control those who refuse to be vaccinated. Anyone who does not want to be vaccinated in Austria from February 2022 must expect a fine. Employees should ensure the fines are paid. That is why uh, that is why we are now looking for inspectors. Mm. I must stress we used Google Translate, so some of these words may not get the full and correct meaning across. But uh, 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 my understanding is: look at this. The vaccination inspectors receive a wage of at least two thousand seven hundred forty-four euros, or about twenty-eight eighty francs. They say uh, Linz now wants to engage people who are supposed to control vaccine vaccination refusals, as reported today. They should check whether those who do not get vaccinated are really paying for it. Translation error. Because whoever does not get vaccinated will be asked to pay up to 3,600 euro, the equivalent of a good 3,740 francs. Well, history repeats itself, I suppose. Some people call them inspectors. I think hunters is, is a better, uh, more appropriate term here. Statist hunters going after, you know, individuals who believe in bodily autonomy. Now, this is, again, according to a lot of local news reports coming out of Austria. They're talking about how they're going to be paying people nearly $40,000 a year to do this job, how the fines could range a couple thousand dollars, of course, a couple thousand euros. But uh, this, again, goes along with the 
decree that they're going to be pushing forward in February that pretty much outlaws individuals uh, who are not vaccinated, which is absolutely crazy. Germany has talked about imposing similar measures themselves. Their health minister recently said that they want to implement mandatory vaccinations on everyone. Austria's doing it. How this policy will be implemented, it's going to be nasty. It's going to be disgusting because people are going to be called up. People are going to be investigated. People are going to be spied on, tracked, traced, and databased and said, hey, did you take the shot? And they're going to have to say no. It's, and then the government's going to come with jackboot thugs and say, you're going to give us money or you're going to go to jail. You have it's going to happen here. Which is crazy. But regardless of how the policy actually gets activated, what are the people going to do? The people that are still unvaccinated in Austria, are they going to acquiesce by the, by the in large numbers? Or are they going to fight back? What do you think is going to happen over there? I think... What well, would you do? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm not going to be forced to do anything. I'm not going to be forced to say something I don't want to say or do something I want to do. Period. Yeah. Like, that's just my personality. So, I agree. Yeah. So uh, I the, agree. the local reports that we're also <laughs> hearing about is that they will be working with employers and saying that they will be denying them paychecks or taking their paychecks away from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and pressuring them to do this uh, that way. So, uh, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't. What if they with can't this. get the vaccine? Around. You know, mm-hmm. what if they can't get it for medical or religious well, reasons? Um, if you've received, let, let, like, let's say you're an older person, and you've received monoclonal antibodies, you can't get it for ninety days. So, like, what do they do? Like, ah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your reason is. Yeah. So, so here, here, here's what I'll add to this. Right. What we saw last year is Europe started doing these lockdowns. Then the U.S. started picking them up. We started seeing Europe locking down again. Now we've got all these major cities in the U.S. doing it. Boston's doing it. Chicago's announcing it. And I'm, I'm actually headed back to Chicago. I'm like, oh, man, I don't even know if I want to go. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah because they're, they have mask mandates. And now they're saying they want a vaccine mandate for all restaurants. And I'm like, I'm supposed to go there for the holidays? Why would I, why would I want to go give money to a place like that or be involved in a place like that? Out in West Virginia, none of that. People walk mm-hmm. around doing whatever they want. Not, not only do, do you not have to wear a mask, you can carry a gun. Oh. Yeah, Illinois is the opposite of that. You go to jail. And you'll get fined. And uh, uh, it's very – so they're saying now I think they're going to implement a vaccine mandate for indoor dining. And like some restaurant association in Chicago is saying wait until after the holidays because we want to make money. So here's what I think. We're seeing this in Austria. We're seeing it in Germany. We're seeing it escalate. And they're ahead of us. I think it's very likely – we will get to this point in the United States very soon. Well, one thing that I've been kind of making the point about is that a lot of these restrictions, a lot of these mandates all kind of come in steps, and we're seeing the steps followed almost identically, mm-hmm. but under different names all around the world. So obviously Austria uh, kind of is leading the pack here, but what what is happening in Austria is going to be happening with the rest of the world. We saw Australia kind of lead the world with their insanity. The other, other places are going to be following suit with very similar policies as well. We just saw Boston implement their quote be together yeah. initiative yeah. Together. which is Love absolutely that. draconian orwellian and insane it's like calling you know the patriot act patriotic mm-hmm. when it absolutely wasn't it does but, the but exact opposite of th- that doesn't it just feel good to be a a a a a, a face in the crowd of people with pitchforks and torches mm-hmm. mindlessly marching along and demanding everyone else capitulate and, 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 you know, march alongside the state. Doesn't it just mm-hmm. feel good, right? Come on, mm-hmm. everyone wants yeah. to do that. You're basically saying, suffer as I suffer. Yeah. yeah. Join the club. Yeah. If I have to deal with this, so do you. If That's I have to take a thing. risk, <laughs> you do as well, mm-hmm. which is absolutely uh-huh. crazy. That's exactly absolutely, right. Absolutely insane. And and again, their, their quote, Be Together initiative is literally requiring vaccine passports for indoor activities, which is predominantly going to be discriminating against Yo. black people in this country. I'm with, Shep. I'm with Shep Smith. Yep, yep. <laughs> I don't care. I don't want to talk about it anymore. 
That what was that? What was that clip? He pulled? said. He said. I, maybe I'm just better getting Omicron. 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 It is. Maybe I'm better getting it for Biden's sake. We'll call it Omicron. That way, it's like I was told this when I was in. Uh, what is it, Catalonia in, 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 in like Barcelona? They said that they have the, the Catalan lisp, where like in Spanish, instead of saying cerveza, they say cerveza. Barcelona. Oh. Barcelona. Yeah. And they said, so it was funny because I was in Spain. There was a guy, you know, I'm talking to these guys, and I said, um, you know, I've never been to Barcelona. And he goes, Barcelona. And I went, oh, it's Barcelona. And he goes, yes. And another guy was like, no, 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 it's Barcelona. And I was like, which one is it? <laughs> well, apparently, apparently, here's the legend. There was a king or something who had a lisp. So everyone wanted to be high status, oh. so they started speaking with a lisp because it was, you know, prestigious. So that's why we call it Omnicron, because we, yeah, you know, because right. Biden <laughs> is the is the is the is the epitome of prestige. Yes. Uh-huh. So, Omnicron you, is much easier to say. Anyway, I interrupted you. <laughs> Shep Smith went yeah. off. He just said it. He's literally thinking that it might just be better off for him. He's triple faxed. He said to just get Omnicron. He's like, just give it to me so I can move on with my life. I don't want to see it reported. Of coming from a you know corporate press broadcaster, he doesn't want to see it reported. He's just he's he's at his wits end, just like Jim Cramer. Mm-hmm. He had a similar rant. Anti-vaxxers. Yeah, that's the only explanation. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Well, it, yeah. well, a lot of people are having fatigue just hearing about this nonstop and nonstop. And that's because the government has been kind of beating this thing over the head, exploiting it to the fullest extent, trying to squeeze the lemon to the last drop. And people are like, we get it. We got it. And and again, how much sensationalistic fear-mongering nonsense can you throw at them before they're like, we don't care. That's we don't so give a damn. F- that's so funny you say anti-vaxxers because it reminds me of this old uh, saying in the theater. If you scratch an actor, you, you'll see an actress. You scratch <laughs> if you scratch what? a vaxer, you'll see an anti vaxer. What does that mean? What does that mean? It's basically just like if you bring any kind of uh, like you know actors are supposedly very sensitive. You oh. know, you think of somebody like Ian, very sensitive guy. You scratch <laughs> them, they'll turn into an actress. So if you if you scratch or confuse or harm a vaxer, somebody that's triple vaxxed and they think they think they're really safe, then you're going to see somebody. You're going to see the anti vaxer just explode out. I'm of them. I'm just saying this. I'm saying you know if the vaccine works, and they all say it does. Then these people are lying and they didn't get the vaccine. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, and, and it's funny too, because uh, I think we mentioned this yesterday. How many, how many times did viral videos go around where they're like, look, Nancy Pelosi is not really getting vaccinated or whatever. Yeah. Everybody was accusing these people of not really getting the vaccine. And many of these people were saying they weren't going to get it on Twitter because they were like, Trump's vaccine. I won't do it. Now all of a sudden they're getting sick. I'm like, just call them anti-vaxxers. Period. Because they clearly lied about getting the vaccine. Now, I don't know if they actually did or not. I know efficacy wanes. You're supposed to get boosters and all that stuff. But I got no problem just saying these people are, are you know, I'm going to I'm gonna operate under the assumption that they just lied about getting vaccinated. Well, well, the other mm-hmm. explanation to this is that there's a conspiracy. And, uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, there's that <laughs> explanation. I, don't think like, uh, I, I think, I think, you know what I think? I think there's like a million micro conspiracies. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, the, the, if we're going to find out the truth. In a couple of years from now, and I think we're going to be shocked about what really was going on today. That, oh, mm-hmm. that, this, this is how it always happens with history. I think how how long did they say the Gulf of Tonkin was a conspiracy theory? The Gulf of Tonkin incident, the conspiracy theory being that the that America basically staged the attack so we could you know enter Vietnam. And I remember hearing about how it was a conspiracy theory up until even like only a few years ago, and they were like, oh yeah, actually the U.S. did stage that. Hmm. So there's there's tons of stuff throughout history. That is purposely obfuscated 
And then later on when you find out what really happened, you're like, wow. So how much longer until we actually get the unredacted documents from the Kennedy oh, assassination? Know. You know? Well, I mean, right. well the FDA is conspiracy. waiting 75 years to release the clinical studies about the Pfizer vaccine uh, data. Oh, I heard they walked it back to 55 years because they were feeling more confident in their product. Yeah. Either way, <laughs> they, they have the data and, you know, they, yeah. they say they need, you know, decades to procure it, even though it's already procured and ready to go. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for our, big, our well-being and understanding, they don't need any liability and they don't need to present it until 55 years yeah. from now, which mm-hmm. is... Uh, I bet a lot of UFO stories was just U.S. military drone research. Mm. How hard would it be for the military to create a quadcopter, you know, in the 70s or 80s? They could probably do it. And that explains why people were saying they saw disks zipping back and forth and moving really crazy. Because if you ever watched like pro high powered drones, these things go nuts the way they can yeah. move so rapidly. And uh, the German military during World War II was also working on saucer like flying um, d- devices as well. So uh, there's even photos of some that look eerily similar to what some people call, of course, UFOs. So there's a lot of probabilities. There's a lot of things that, of course, we don't know about because the government is being extremely secretive. They're hiding a lot of data. They're hiding a lot of important information from the general public as they're telling you, trust us, give us, oh, give us your freedom. Give us your economic opportunities. Give us your life. But we're not going to show you anything on you know, our end. And that's disgusting. You know what would be really funny? There are two different scenarios that I find would be really funny. One is that everything the government says is completely true. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it really was a, a weird-shaped cloud that descended, yeah. you know, hovered, spun in a circle, and then jar- darted off. It's like, it really was a cloud. Believe us. Why won't you believe us? Or it's just like it's so far beyond what anyone actually thinks it is. And what's really happening in the government and like with aliens is just, it's like not aliens. It's just something completely ridiculous that no one would ever like theorize about. Mm. But I actually, I actually think like the funniest scenario is the government's telling the truth because hmm. that implies honesty among the government and a lack of any like intent for like military technology to be, you know, that's uh, and that they're competent. That's another. Yeah. 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 That scenario got the biggest laugh in the room. Yeah. <laughs> that they're actually telling, telling the truth. truth. Yeah. <laughs> they're like it's so absurd to consider. Yeah. The UFO everyone saw was actually a weather phenomenon. And then everyone's like, that's a lie. And this poor guy, he's like sitting in his office and he's crying. And it's like actually is a weather phenomenon. <laughs> Who made that famous joke being like, you don't believe in any conspiracies? You think the government is always honest that they're batting a thousand? Like, you think they're always <laughs> right? Like, are you crazy? Yeah. Like, there's no way logically you could even think that they're always honest. They're always, you know, and it's just, I mean, you must be crazy if you really think that. But left, a lot of lefties do think that now, which that is weird? so crazy compared to like the 60s yeah. version of the lefty, right. which was anti-establishment, question everything, don't trust the government, don't trust the letter agency. Free speech, well, even no matter 10 what. Years years ago. Ago. Even 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's Occupy true. Wall yep. Street was like, yeah. Obama and Biden are liars. Yeah, don't trust and, the big and, banks, don't on. trust big pharma. Luke. The, the the DNC and the RNC for mm-hmm. the 2016 cycle, where was the bigger protest? Um, at the Democrats. It was the Democrats. Yep. It was like over a thousand people, wow. and they were trying to jump the fence, and they were shaking the fence. The RNC had almost nobody. Well, the the Bernie this, bros were pretty pissed off that they were sure. getting railroaded by Clinton. Isn't this the perfect way to understand like the space we're in? You know, so there was this guy who did a review of YouTube channels. He was like tracking who was influencing who. And then he called my channel at the time, not Tim Castile because it didn't exist. He said exclusively critical of left. What? And he said the same thing about Dave Rubin and a few other people. And I said, isn't it possible that we're just centrists criticizing the more extreme? And so he changed it, some people to like center and he got rid of the category. But here's here's a really good example of where we are. In the 2016 DNC RNC cycle, nobody protested Republicans. 
There was a small handful, kind of. Thousands of people descended on the DNC and tried breaking down the barricades and hopping in and, and getting into the DNC. That's like, there you go. Hmm. People don't like the Democratic Party. People didn't care a whole lot about Trump for the most part. Now, I guess they kind of went nuts in the last cycle, though, you know. Well, this is why everyone thinks it's so crazy that Biden won as many votes as he did, which I do think that you're right with that Trump was anti-elected. But to look around and be like all the people in the streets in New York City saying stuff like, you know, screw Joe Biden is very telling. Those are just normal people walking mm. by a news reporter and they're like, man, that I guy think sucks. I think a lot of people are having a rude wake up call. I wonder how many yeah. people are going through cognitive dissonance where it's like they weren't politically active. Right. They voted for Joe Biden. And now everything the Trump supporters said would happen is happening, and they have to reconcile that. Some people don't want to do it, but a lot of moderate people are like, yo, I will take a ham sandwich over Joe Biden at this mm, point. This yeah. dude. Which brings me to Joe Biden. We have this story here. Oh, snap. From the Daily Mail, Biden says vaccinated Americans can celebrate Christmas safely, denies he has failed on home testing, praises Trump for getting his booster, and blames unvaccinated for Omicron surge, coughs his way through COVID speech. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Joe Biden, what's he going to do? He's going to get 5 million tests to American homes amid a nationwide shortage with lines forming at testing centers. I just want to tell you this. One of the issues we had when we had COVID here is that we had a, we had like four, I think it was four people tested negative. And so we're, we were just like, okay, four yeah. people testing. It's not COVID. And then it was COVID. So, you know, you got to make sure um, whatever that means, there could be false positives and false negatives. But here's what I think is really important about this. You know, Joe Biden went on to say that uh, unvaccinated have no immunity to Om- Om- Omicron. And, you know, he said w- death in winter and all this stuff. Here's a story from Axios. Mm. Americans tune out Omicron news despite om- ominous threat. Ominous. Interest in COVID-19 news versus cases over time. So uh, uh, Omicron is spiking and the news is diminishing because no one cares. Shep Smith had his breaking point. I had my breaking point a couple days ago. You know, like last week, I'm like, hey, Luke, what's the big news? And Luke is like, we got a bunch of vaccine. We got a bunch of COVID. And I'm like, dude, no, no, stop. I don't <laughs> care anymore. Mm-hmm. Yo, people get it. I don't need. I, 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 look, a bunch of people are taking this week off. Like a bunch of shows are off the air for the Christmas. And I'm like, no, 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 come on. You can't take off a whole week because Christmas Eve is, is Friday. But we're only going to be doing a show. We're doing a show tomorrow and Thursday and Friday. We're off because nobody is working. Nobody wants to talk about what's going on. Nobody wants to be dealing with this. So here's what I think. How do you get the news back? Joe Biden needs fear. Mm-hmm. The Democrats need fear. The Republicans yeah. are going to sweep in, in, they say, you know, red wave. So Joe Biden sends out half a, half a billion tests. Everybody takes these tests. And then we're going to get a big surge in reported cases. And they're going to be like, oh, look, look, look how bad it is. Now, truth be told, that would mean things are bad. But if without these tests, people were having mild symptoms and didn't really care, we'd get over it. We'd get through it and we'd carry on. Like Shep Smith was saying, just get it over with and just get on with your life. Yeah. But, but the problem but, is that there are some people. Sorry, Luke, did you want No, no, no. Go ahead. Some people, they get the positive test and they rush to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. I've heard this story over and over again. And not just like old people or people that are in uh, high risk categories, people that are young, relatively healthy. They get the positive test and they rush the whole family to the emergency room. They're just like, we've got COVID. Ah, you know, yeah. you got beds. Yeah. Like there are people that really do believe 
perhaps thanks to the corporate press for the most part, that their life is at risk and they have to get in a hospital immediately. So it's psychosomatic, and anxiety mm-hmm. is also one of the contributing factors um, how harsh you're going to have to deal with COVID. It was obesity and, and very oddly, anxiety. So there's an element to this that, of course, we still don't fully understand. But I kind of agree with, with Tim's sentiment. We are tired of it. We're exhausted of it. A lot of people just don't want to hear about it. Um, Biden was coughing through this thing. As, of course, he was also a close really contact. But, but during his speech, he admitted that his mandates were unpopular, which is big. But say everyone gets tested now or you know other conspiracies are going to be that there's going to be potentially something in these tests, whatever it may be. There's a lot of theories out there. But if people do get tested and the tests all get out there... Um, People are going to freak out and be like, maybe we do need this mandate, which of course is unpopular mm-hmm. now. Uh, but, but again, the government can't even test right. They had over, they had close to two years now. They can't even get the testing right as people are waiting eight hours in line in the freezing cold in New York City just to get tested. They can't figure that out by now. Or, um, they, and they look like line. I, I, I made the comment. I like that looks exactly like the DMV <laughs> because it is. Yeah. They're yeah. the same things pretty much. I'm worried about Joe Biden, man. Yeah. Because you've got Elizabeth Warren, Cory Booker, Jim Cramer, who else? They're all like, I'm triple vaxxed and I got it. And what if Joe Biden gets it, man? He's almost 80 years old. Yeah. Like he's, he's in the highest risk factor for something like this. Hmm. So, you know, that's, that's kind of, and, and he's coughing in this thing. I'm like, dude, I, I, I but don't I, like I, Biden, but come on, you know. I'm, I'm curious to know what kind of health, uh, Shape his clones are in though. Because <laughs> I was going to say that, and I didn't want to go there. Well, no, no, no. It's, it's, that, that's it's, actually it's see, that's that's a that's a misconception. Actually, mm-hmm. oh. they're not clones; they're androids. Oh, oh I see. Right, yeah, right, yeah. right. So they're I actually, say shapeshifters. Uh, Shape shifting skin, I think, is yeah. a little bit more Shape accurate. Uh, yeah. But but uh, there's another thing that's really interesting. I think I, we have to clarify for YouTube. We're joking. There's <laughs> like there's someone yeah, yeah. YouTube like oh, we're talking about. It. I'm going to press no, that I, band. I spend too much time on TikTok. That's that's all I'll say. There's a meme that I tweeted today, and it's all the people partying and there's a guy in the corner with a dr fauci sweater and it says they don't know they're they're looking at a winter of severe illness and death in his house and he's like crying and, and he has the gloves on and he has a needle in his arm and and i was like and, and just thinking about it i'm like that's bill gates that's literally like the statement that bill gates just oh, released yeah. recently oh, saying yeah. that this is the worst surge that we have seen so far that he's going to be spending christmas alone and he canceled oh, and christmas voice, with though. his friends which his you gotta, voice you gotta do you gotta do it in bill gates's voice this is the worst, <laughs> the worst <laughs> we have ever had so far. We're entering the worst pandemic. Well, My friend Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> wait, wait. cannot attend our Christmas. That, I can't believe this is God. happening. That could also be Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. Just hearing it fairly. <laughs> and and she also said that she's going to have to spend her per Christmas That's alone. Lizard that people have the same Queen voice, Elizabeth. in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if you're doing a lizard person voice, you have to like hiss. Yeah, you know, yeah. like like you got to be like Voldemort. <laughs> what is this? Okay, so Bill Gates has this huge thread. Where is it? Is it this? Yeah. Just when we thought things would get back to normal, he turned off the comments, so you can't even leave a response. That's how you know he's strong. And Just when it seemed like life would return to normal, we could be entering the worst part of the pandemic. Omicron will hit home for all of us close friends of mine, like Jeffrey Epstein. No, he didn't say that. And I've canceled most of my holiday plans. <laughs> This is his first divorce. Uh, you know. <laughs> Just add in every statement he makes. It should be a meme. Every time he tweets something, you add somehow him mentioning Jeffrey Epstein. With Jeffrey friend. Epstein. That's dope. Yeah. That's yeah. Dope. Like yeah. But yeah. in bed, yeah. <laughs> the big unknown is how sick Omicron makes you. We need to take it seriously until we know more about it. Even if it's only half as severe as Delta, it will be the worst surge we have seen so far because it's so infectious. 
Ask my friend Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Oh, In yeah. the meantime, we all have to account for each other. I love it. He was so, I, I, he was so yeah. pissed about that when that, that generalist asked him. Oh, yeah. Like, well, he's dead, so it doesn't matter. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, it's also important to, to note that, that Bill Gates is not a medical doctor. He is, though, heavily invested in vaccines and in Pfizer with the Bill and Melinda Gates uh, putting a bunch of their money into that, investing it into that specific uh, you know, treatment. But it, another thing to kind of really uh, talk about here um, is, is the fact that Wait, I forgot the exact point because I was like trying to mimic his voice again. <laughs> uh, I, I lost my train of thought. Uh, this is what happens ahead. when you yeah. try to do impersonations. Yeah, it's very distracting. I've never done them before, so uh, <laughs> that was pretty they, good. Throw me in the water, <laughs> but that was so <laughs> weird way to impersonate Bill Gates. <laughs> he looks That's like this. Wonderful. Just when it seemed like life would return to normal, it, it's like it he's making it from a little bit oh. of the rubbing of the hands. You oh, know, yeah. the ringing of the hands. Oh yeah, yeah. The point I wanted to make is that there are other medical professionals that are saying that omni could be the best possible scenario for the world as it could lead to a lot of natural immunity as it is very transmissive but it's uh, not lethal and it will prove to have less hospitalizations for most people that's some of the thinking going out there by some medical professionals who are saying this could mean the end of covid the end of all of this and they see it ending in a span of three months as of course everyone gets it and you know a lot of people don't have severe illnesses because of it it is so frustrating to be watching this omicron thing because this is exactly what a virus does. It starts out super intense, like we saw in China, becomes a little less intense, a little more infectious. Now it's super infectious and not super intense. This should be great news, but we're not allowed to think it is. This is why we're dispensing a whole bunch of tests so we can be like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm infected. I have to be careful. Yeah. I have to get the vaccination. It's well, like, well, there's a lot of fear mongering out right. there, but if you look at the cases, yes, they're going up. But if you look at the deaths for the last right. three months, they have been steadily going down and still continue to go down. If you pull up the deaths right now, the data is showing that there isn't a correlation with high cases and high deaths as there previously was beforehand. So it's, it's highlighting that that hypothesis by some scientist is coming to be true does anyone does that express the the reason they're focused solely on cases yeah Mm -hmm. i mean there's been a lot of that throughout the whole pandemic but right now it's really about cases and that's why tests which Mm -hmm. is something you're bringing up and if you pull up google you can look up the the cases and their debts and there's a big uh you know Mm -hmm. uh, you know difference between them now any candidate who runs on a return to normalcy is going to win Yep. Mm. So the Democrats are going to be like the they're going to be holding up their end is nigh signs on the street frantically. <laughs> and there's going to be some Republican <laughs> being like, I'm going to get your schools Ron open DeSantis. again. And then people are going to be like, yes, I'm talking about 2022, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah you're going to have yeah. in these. I think this is the reason a lot of Democrats are, are retiring. One of them. There's a lot of political reasons. One of them is probably I'm sure that they're they're talking to their consultants and they're like, listen, what plays well among Democrats, which you need to win is pandemic, lockdown, vaccines. But among moderates and Republicans, that is very, very bad, which means you can't win. Mm. Because if you come out and you support the Democrat position, you're going to be representing just a third of the country or of your district, and you will lose. But if you come out as a Democrat and say we should get back to normal, you'll lose that third, mm. and moderates won't be enough to get you the ele- to get you elected. Yeah. Your best bet is leaving. Tricky. Run somewhere else. But that's horrible advice. Like, isn't... I, I remember somebody... I can't remember which commentator mentioned this, but, like, they were saying that you need to have somebody sane in the Democrat Party, and there's actually... There could be a, a place for people like that. You know, yeah, you, I, don't, you, I don't... Not anymore. No? No. 2020 was, was an opportunity. Yeah. I mean, look, I supported... Uh, I think I, get, I donated to four different Democrats because I was like, get some sanity in this party. Get yeah. some like they rejected it. Yeah, they were they rejected. They don't they don't want any of that. They they are too path- 
pathetic to stand up to the cult. So they, they quit. So they're quitting in huge numbers. Every go. Democrat. There's not one soul <laughs> in the town of Sodom and Gomorrah mm. that can actually. Tulsi Gabbard yeah. you know, spoke up against a lot of this stuff, and they excised her from the party. Look at look at how they they, they refer to like the people who come on this show. Who it's, it's like it's like you know center left to right wing individuals who mostly come on the show. We don't, we don't get any far leftists for the most part. They rarely come on, mm. but they're like if you you know that Vosh calls me a conservative. Literally in a video where I say, abolish the police. And he goes, thank you, Tim. And I'm like, so what's, what, is, what does conservative mean to you? Yeah. Like, that's a cult. I'm sorry. If they are unwilling to accept anybody, anybody at all, unless you're marching in lockstep, the Democrats realize they can't win. Yeah. The, the younger Democrat that is coming into the party is, is a zealous cult-like base. They can't win. Well, they're that's such a they're demented also, strategy, yeah. and they're also just asking for more and more and more, and they're not given much except for Trump was bad. I'm like, oh, okay, what are you running on? What are you going to do? Trump is bad is not a policy, and uh, I think a lot of people need to realize that because a lot of Americans are saying, hey, we're being screwed, we're being robbed, like we're paying for all these tests now. What? Uh, who's going to be paying for that? Uh, they're saying it's free tests. It's not. Mm, Nothing the government not. does is free. Uh, and when something is free, you're usually the product. But in this case, your taxes or the money that's going to be uh, inflated is going to be paying for that. And and either way, you're going to be paying for it one way or another. I want to bring up this story from the other day. It's uh, Many of you may have seen it. Trump and Bill O'Reilly got booed after telling audience oh, yeah. they got booster shots. And then Trump is like, no, 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 don't do that. You're playing in your hands, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what's funny about this story is that many on the left are like, haha, Trump got boosted. And I'm like, okay. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not mad. I don't care. He's an older guy. Maybe that made sense for him. Sure. But they live in this bubble world where they think all of Trump supporters are in a cult. Yes. All of his voters are cultists. Meanwhile, it's like most of his base is kind of like, whatever. And then mm-hmm. some are like, that's stupid. And they boo him. But it, I don't know. I don't care. Bill O'Reilly can try to do whatever. They can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. But this actually debunks a lot of that narrative. So that's why I just think it's funny. Shouldn't they be like, wow. Hey, wait a minute. I was told that Trump's base are all a bunch of zealot MAGA QAnon people, but there are actually people who aren't agreeing with him and he himself is vaccinated, is boosted. There's a disconnect between Trump's supposed to be this cult leader, right? Right. Well, being the genius marketer that he is, as soon as that, as soon as that little pocket of booze happened, he goes, very small group of people right over there. (laughs) Anyway. But also, uh, during his speech, he was making a lot of assertions based off no data, no information at all. He said, this would have been like the Spanish flu if it wasn't for me. We got to take credit. I want credit. We got credit for, for doing this. What did, what did you do? After your, your, you know, your product that you streamrolled and you threw a lot of money into, uh, got out there what happened cases got up deaths have gone up how, you know what, what are you dancing on like how are you going to be, be making all these assertions um and a lot of people aren't happy with his statements and i think you know his statements and what he did with dr fauci is going to lead to a situation where a lot of his supporter base i think legitimately is not going to be following him now the corporate media saying that he's an anti-vaxxer and all of his followers are, are anti-vaxxers again it's just hyperbolic dribble because he's he's clearly on a different side and and clearly not afraid to express those ideas. You see that that interview he did where he said he didn't fire Fauci because the left would have lost it. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch mm. of people on the right were like, Trump admits he didn't fire Fauci because he was scared of the left. The yep. left already mm-hmm. lost it a number of times during right. his entire presidency and, with and absolute nonsense. Trump should have realized, his people around him should have realized, hey, you can't appease any of these people. Yep. They want war. 
But th- mm. there might be something else hanging in the balance here because today we also found out that Trump flew on uh, Epstein's plane six more times than previously believed. So if you're hanging out with Epstein, who's an extortionist, who's a blackmailer, there could be also something something else happening behind the scenes that could translate into this kind of uh, misunderstanding and Trump, you know, pushing a lot of policies that are very in favor of the establishment that essentially do hurt the general yeah. public and the middle class. I like the conspiracy mm. theory that Trump. Trump was part of the establishment the whole time because what he was able to do as a candidate was get people like Alex Jones to support a Republican candidate for the presidency Mm -hmm. and to get a whole bunch of the people who are not attached politically to join the political frame, join a a party and become part of that system. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and you know, when, when it comes to politics, it, it's dirty. There's a lot of other things happening behind the scenes. There's a lot of special interests. There's a lot of multinational corporations throwing around a lot of money. There's a lot of blackmail going around as well. So I don't I don't think we're seeing the full actual story here of what's actually going on. And that's just my own perspective. I could be wrong. Uh, prove prove me wrong if you think I'm wrong. But um, again, what, what what Trump has done is something that I haven't uh, been supportive of. I've criticized him ever since he sat down with Henry Kissinger. He promised a lot. In my opinion, he definitely underdelivered. But that's my perspective. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to be disagreeing with me, but that's okay. That's that's your perspective. Prove me wrong with some data and some facts. Uh, but that's how I saw it myself personally. Yeah. And I think a lot of other people who are paying attention to the news, to to the reality of the situation, are also feeling the same way. Because how can you not, especially with you know Julian Assange, yeah, which yeah, was yeah. the Trump, kind of cherry on top. Right, right. But Trump, Trump was just an imperfect avatar for people's anger. Right. You know, so when Bernie Sanders lost, he, a lot of Bernie supporters w- voted for Trump. And this is something that the progressives will never want to admit, but it's true. I was in Anaheim, California, and there were three dudes. One was older, two were younger. And they were explaining that, they, you know, they were Trump supporters, but they were Bernie supporters until Hillary stole the, you know, right. un- they say mm. until, until the DNC, you know, went in favor of Hillary. We'll put it that way. Mm. And uh, they got physically attacked. Hmm. The the people there started attacking them and they were running and they were spitting on them and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's really amazing. This guy said he was a Bernie supporter. He said he felt Bernie had more experience, that Bernie was a, was a politician and Trump was not, and that Bernie would know how to navigate these systems. Bernie was in favor of border security. Bernie was in favor of helping the working class. But as soon as Hillary came in, he was like, nope, Donald Trump's the answer because – you know, Hillary Clinton is going to be open borders. Hillary Clinton is going to be all of the worst things, war, conflict, you know, extracting our, our jobs and placing them overseas. Trump was the only option. Trump was talking about investigating 9-11, holding Saudi Arabia accountable for it, auditing the Federal Reserve, releasing the JFK CIA documents. Everyone's mind was blown. He was like, he's bucking the system, really. And then, you know, the reality of, of all those promises was, was a lot different you know, when he, he was in office. No. about bucking the system. He well, hold on. Like Very G, well. But he yes. doesn't yeah. G when but hold it comes on. down to it. It's because Trump flying in his plane over D.C., looking down at the world and then telling everybody, I am going to clean this place up. Is very different from when the plane lands and he takes one step and his foot sinks three feet into muck and scum. And he goes like, what do I do here? Mm -hmm. It happens to a lot of these, these people who run. They say, I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to do this, that or otherwise. And then Trump gets in and he was like just dredging through that muck, trying to make it to the other side. Worse still with a lot of presidents, they get in the muck. They, they don't follow through on all their promises. Trump not only had the muck, but he had the establishment Democrat and activists, you know, like lassoing him and pulling him back at the same time. And they're still doing it today. Throughout his entire presidency, he was being in the presidency. He was investigated. Then he, they impeached him and they impeached him again. Then you get Ukraine gate, Russia gate, all of these scandals preventing him from being able to do anything. 
And the left likes it. They're like, good, obstruct him. But I'll tell you this. You cannot have a country where all you have is two sides obstructing each other and nothing's getting done. Because eventually when the obstruction stops working, people start hitting each other. That, that sounds like a, dr- a dream for me. Government <laughs> obstructing each other, not doing anything. That sounds awesome. I have a different Until take. Until they rip each other apart. Um, uh, well, if, if, you know, if they don't let one side get too strong to hurt the other side, and if they just keep keeping each other in check, I think that would be the optimal situation. I don't see that happening. I see them more working in tandem. And from my perspective, you know, Trump got in that swamp. He was like, okay, I'll, I'll fight this a little bit. And then like midway, he's like, oh, this is a mud bath. This is nice. And he started rubbing the, <laughs> the, 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 the DC mud all over himself and kind of enjoying it. And then be like, maybe I should, uh, it's kind of nice just being in this muddy. Uh, I, I think, I think one way to to put it is Trump's always had a bit of a muck on him. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And when he, when he got into the swamp, he, he looked at some swamp monsters and one swamp monster was like, Trump, hire John Bolton. <laughs> and then <laughs> Trump was like, All right. he goes, wait a minute, are you a swamp monster? I swear I'm not. <laughs> okay, John. And then he looks over at another swamp monster and he's like, I'm going to invade Iran. And he's yeah. like, you're hired. Yeah. <laughs> and Fauci was there the whole time and Trump was like, I'd fire that swamp monster. But the, the swamp monsters over there really like him, so I won't. Yep. And Jared Kushner as well. I mean, there's a lot of crazy stories that came out surrounding Jared Kushner and his involvement and sphere of influence, pushing a lot of policies that were absolutely not popular at all. And there was a lot of opportunity there. And that, I, I think that's why a lot of people felt let, let down. But let, let's be honest here. He still did some okay things. Uh, we shouldn't be too... Uh, one-sided and and not just always attack him. We should admit that he also did push for very populist policies. He had a very uh, unique China policy. No new wars. He he focused yeah. on American jobs. And again, we have to start seeing things through the lens of of uh, outside of our political gangs. You know, it's funny though. You know, you shouldn't Trump, be the Bloods. You shouldn't be the Crips. But you should see that this violence is just absolutely stupid. And then both sides are playing you. I'll tell you what's funny is that Trump did try to end a lot of our wars. Yeah, but not all of them. He did try to get us out of the Middle East and stuff like that. It's kind of sad that where we are as a country is the president who doesn't start any new wars gets praise because we're so used to all the presidents starting wars. It's the norm. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and I understand Trump was actually pulling back a little bit. But imagine if we got a president on day one just signed a bunch of executive orders saying we hereby are ending these excursions and we're going to be bringing troops back and we're going to be withdrawing and all that stuff. Even Trump didn't do that. But Trump did, I believe, try in many ways. And that's because when he was, you know, marching through the muck and everyone and and he's trying really hard to get through it, he was determined, I am going to carry out my promise. I'm going to build that wall. I'm going to, you know, withdraw from Afghanistan. And then as soon as he leaves the swamp and Joe Biden walks back in, Joe Biden started rolling around like a like a pig in ish, if you know what I mean. He was happy. He was like, oh, swamp, I'm home, (laughs) you know, start getting his energy back as the swamp returned life to his, you know, rotting corrupt body mm-hmm. and then he was like let's botch afghanistan so he can destabilize the region further and then there you go but continuing yeah. that syria policy was just insane continuing the yemen policy also another thing no one really talks about the worst humanitarian crisis according to many international organizations in the world because of the u.s saudi arabian coalition that's literally fighting proxy iranian forces against proxy al-qaeda saudi arabian forces we were on the side of al-qaeda even though associated press was writing articles saying how yeah you know the the Saudi coalition comes in there. They tell Al-Qaeda to step back. They bring in the media. They say, we conquered Al-Qaeda. Meanwhile, they were working with them in Yemen as part of American foreign policy, as well as, you know, being on the side of the rebel groups. I mean, bombing Syria, it was just wild, his foreign policy, because he himself called himself a globalist and a populist. 
you can't be both. And I think he he represented both ideas, but he also contradicted himself a lot and fought well, himself. Let's talk about the guy I should have fired. Oh yeah, Dr. Fauci oh, yeah. from TimCast.com. Fox News standing by Jesse Waters after Dr. Anthony Fauci called for his firing. Oh my! Fox News has defended the five host Jesse Waters after Dr. Dr. Anthony Fauci wants him fired. The controversy began after Waters told the crowd at last weekend's Turning Point USA to ambush Fauci with questions, Project Veritas style, if it's even public. And he mentioned going for the kill shot. And then I got to say, I don't even know if we can read what he said. I get it's euphemism, what Jesse Waters said. But seriously, considering the way they're reacting, it's 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 pretty overt, you know, um, the, 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 the metaphors he was using. So referring to an ambush, referring to a kill shot, saying things like, boom, he is dead, stuff like that. But we understand that he was he was being bombastic. Jesse Waters was trying to get a rise, in my opinion, by saying, ambush him, get these questions, ask him this, that, or otherwise, and boom, or, or whatever. Fauci went off, went off. Dr. Anthony Fauci says Fox News' says Jesse Waters should be fired on the spot for telling a crowd to ambush him. But he adds he's going to go very likely unaccountable. I mean, whatever network he is on is not going to do anything for him. And my, my response to this is, shut up, Fauci, you scumbag. Seriously. You know, these people on CNN on New Day are like, why won't anyone hold them accountable? And I'm like, look in a mirror for two seconds, Seriously. you morons. I'm so sick of these people. They march around screaming and smashing and, and, and there's riots and they celebrate and Kamala Harris bails these people out. She donates to them. And then the staffer Biden bail out these riots. And then the moment you get one, one Jesse Waters being like, ambush him with some questions. They're like, ah, okay, you know, I don't care. I have, look, the divide in this country is too much. There's, there's, there's no way to rectify this. If the right keeps capitulating, like every single time a, a member of Congress says something off color, they're like, Fire, you know, uh, remove them from their committees. And they do. Yep. And Lauren Boebert apologizes to Ilan Omar for her joke. Meanwhile, Ilan Omar can tweet over and over again, you know, really weird statements that make it seem like she's talking about Jewish people. And they're like, no, we don't care. They're going to keep doing it. No one's going to hold them accountable. And they live in this bubble world where all the Republicans must fall in line with them. And the funny thing is, most of the, many of the Republicans just do. They do because they care more about the opinion of the New York Times than they do about their own constituents. Well, maybe that will change when y'all go out in the primaries this spring and summer yes. and vote all the incumbents out and send them back home and say, you fired. In that particular voice, especially. Yes. Just like that. Yes. I, I do have to say, it, it is very bold to see Dr. Fauci calling for media accountability. Rich. That, you know, Mr. Mr. Gain of Function himself. He also went on and also attacked RFK Jr., who just wrote a new book about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said it's, quote, strange how they go unchecked with no consequences for people to say that. And, and, and again, he's particularly referring to RFK Jr. and his book, The Real Anthony Fauci, that details a lot of very dangerous and credulous studies that Dr. Dr. Fauci committed throughout his years at NIH that targeted orphaned children, that targeted monkeys, that targeted, uh, you know, it, puppies. And and the history of Dr. Fauci, especially from the AIDS epidemic, is, is something that's worth noting, worth understanding. And to attack RFK Jr. for, for making a book on it because he tries to make people understand who people are dealing with is is absolutely yeah, look, crazy. Look, um, what what ranking do you think the real Anthony Fauci is on Amazon? Uh, number one. It's number one. Yep. Number one. It's a, the it, number one bestseller in books across just number one, the real Anthony Fauci. The last mm-hmm. time I tried to get a copy, it said they were temporarily unavailable. The mm-hmm. book? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know if that's still the case, but. What do we got here? It says temporarily out of stock. Oh, wow. There you go. Wow. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Hold on. Aren't these made to order? Like, 
You order it and they print it. it and- I mean, that was kind of a red flag for me. I was just like, interesting. So I, I'd really like to read this book. I mean, I yeah. understand the validity of it. I understand what it's... Because, like, I listened to an interview with RFK Jr. And he talked about the 250,000-some citations that he has in this book. Oh, and he wow. also challenged somebody like Fauci or anybody that he implicates for the crimes that he alleges in this book to debate him on stage. I mean, he seems to understand what he's talking about. I haven't read the book. I've just heard an interview about it. 3,327 reviews, all five stars. Yeah. Well, he gets a total. 93% are five star. Wow. Let's let's take a look at one of the one star reviews we got. They say, uh, this is delusional, pathetic. Um, If your family and friends don't hate you you and find you tolerable, read this book. You will lose friends and be laughed at by sane people. Your IQ is not going to lower itself. (laughs) That's crazy. But RFK Jr. is not a crackpot. He's a trial lawyer. Interesting. Yep. Like, it, well, I think been, that's why it's so they, heavily. They've been saying it. What's, what else is he got? He's got the truth about COVID, another bestseller, Plagues of Corruption. He's, he's like, it's kind of crazy that this book took off like this, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it means it's got real natural pull. People yeah. want to read this. They want to know the truth and they trust this guy. Not, I'm not saying, I, I don't know a whole lot about him, to be honest, but uh, if he's writing books, look, He's gonna be. He's gonna have influence. People are gonna read it. In fact, he's not gonna be happy about it. We'll put it that way. Yep. The last interview that I heard, he was begging for somebody to find a factual error. He said, "Look, we are gonna do a second edition. If anybody can point yep. out one factual error in this book, we will do a second edition. We will revise it. We will point out the error that we made, and we will put it out there to the public and to it, review again. And if you lie about someone, they could be sued. Doctor yep. Fauci could sue RFK Jr. Mm-hmm. Especially with the attacks that he's." He, Blaming RFK Jr. for, but he hasn't. He's, he's, he's just attacking him in the media, saying yeah. he's he's causing me to have death threats. No, he's he's criticizing you. He's he's going through your history and giving people a fair perspective outside of the corporate media that's worshiping him. Uh, Fauci was on MSNBC just a couple hours ago, and the and the anchor, if you could even call him that, I you know this professional bootlegger was like, "Thank you for your service. You're the hardest working human being in America. Thank you, thank you. Are you ever going to stop?" And Doctor Fauci was like, "I'm never going to stop." I love doing this. And I'm like, you got to be freaking kidding me. It was more like an adult film than it was an interview. It sounds like of, it was a prayer. Like, uh, yeah. A prayer to yeah. St. Fauci is and what it sounds like It was like absolutely to me. disgusting to yeah. see this kind of level of, of groveling towards authority instead of holding it accountable. Dr. Fauci is a political figure. He has made COVID political from the very beginning. He has not done interviews with anyone questioning him, not done interviews with anyone saying, hey, this is an opposing viewpoint. Let's address it. Let's, let's deal with half of America that doesn't believe me by going to their networks, by talking to them and rationally explaining what's going on here and many other people in the public field did a way better job addressing a lot of important issues compared to him that's hyper partisan super political and from the very beginning was using this for political power which he has been uh telling you lockdown protests are bad blm protests are good that's insane that's crazy but fauci really embodies government really well like failure after failure after failure and he just fails up i think yeah highest paid bureaucrat Mm -hmm. that's that's exactly what i was gonna say more specifically, he embodies what a useless bureaucrat does. He can totally misinterpret a criticism and make it sound like he is the victim and clutch his pearls and then say some nonsense words. And then the criticism just evaporates I just, in front I, of him. I just love how he responded to Rand Paul. You know, Rand Paul's like, you did gain a function research. And the analogy I like is, you know, you go, Dr. Fauci, did you install a door in this room? We did not put a door in the room. It is simply a thin piece of wood with a knob that when you turn, it pulls a latch, which allows the the panel to be opened, making it easier for you to access the room. And it's on hinges. And you're like, you just described a door. It is not a door. 
the he, best part about it have is, said. The best part about it is Rand Paul's sip of water after he <laughs> lies to his face. That sip of water is like, it's his like eyes that. are giant. He's just like, <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? It's like, it reminds me of you walk in the kitchen. It's like, you know, midnight and you've got like a small kid there. And he, he's on a, he's on a chair and he's got the ice cream in his hand and there's chocolate over his face. <laughs> and you're like, you know, Rand Paul is like, uh, doc, doctor, uh, you know, uh, son, you, you've got ice cream all over your face. Did you take the ice cream? And he's like, no. It's like, <laughs> what? I'm literally looking at it on your face. It's not ice cream. I, it's, uh, Soup. It's just chocolate dairy sugar. <laughs> like, that's ice cream, kid. Yeah. He he literally tried to cancel Christmas, and then he backtracked when people were like, hey, this is absurd. Like, why are you even making these kind of crazy comments when trying to left. control people's lives? Exactly. When they were like, we're mad at you now. He was like, okay, you can have Christmas back. Mm-hmm. That's insane. That's I love not that. you, ever see that, you ever see that meme where it's a bunch of uh, uh, people wearing masks with like face shields, and it says normal people? And then below it's a bunch of smiling people eating Christmas dinner and says <laughs> yeah. conspiracy theorists. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the crazy thing to me, man. Yeah. Because I got like I know so many people where they're just like, who who was it? It was um what's his face from Queen? Brian May. Is that him? He got Brian he got Mercury? no Brian May. He got he got uh, uh COVID, but he's triple vaxxed. I'm not sure. And his immediate response that. was, make sure you get your vaccine. And I'm like, dude, 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 stop, stop, stop. Um, cause I'm not, I'm not here to talk science. I'm just here to say that it, you're the last person who should be advocating for that. <laughs> Tell people yeah. to go talk to a doctor. Because mm-hmm. if you are like Elizabeth Warren or Cory Booker or Brian May or Jim Cramer and you are like, I've been triple vaxxed and I've got COVID too, you should get the vaccine. I'm like, dude, you are anti promoting the vaccine by doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, you you're know discouraging what, it. And what kind of message are you yeah. sending? Yeah, yeah. And you know what they say. They just say, I'm sure it would have been worse if I hadn't yep. had this shot. Well, you're running a parallel universe in that instance. You have no idea what it would be like if you hadn't had the shot. You'd probably still have gotten well, it. Well, we don't, we don't, we, we don't know. You the don't point know. Is, yeah. We don't have what the do you, data. You, yeah. you got Joe Biden coming out and he's like, you know, it was, it was uh, the COVID protocol guy who said there's going to be a winter of death, Ugh. you know, for the unvaccinated. And a lot of people were, were tweeting like, this is not how you convince people. And I'm like, it's true. It's not how you convince people. But let's be real. I don't think there's any convincing left to be done. Mm. I do not believe at this point there's anything anyone's going to say to convince someone to go and get the vaccine or, you know, like I, I just I think it's a way it's a, it's a pointless argument. People have made up their minds. Yeah. And the so they're that, resorting yeah. to threats. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, there's and, no more convincing extor- to be done. So that's what happens. You can't convince somebody. Okay. Well, maybe you threaten them. And extortion and yeah. manipulation, yeah. as literally talked about by the mayor of New York City, who yep. says we're going to have to take away people's ability to get a paycheck, to yep. eat. And that's how we're going to get them to do this. Or find mm-hmm. them like they're doing in Austria and, and literally steal money from them and bring jackboot thugs in there with badges and shine and, and fancy uniforms to, threaten their lives to do so. And, and, I think and that's it, not a way I want to live in, and that's against human rights, and that's that violates every core principle of our current civilization, and it's leading to a very dangerous one where top-down bureaucrats have too much control of your life, and I don't want to live in that kind of existence. All right. Mm-hmm. I want to I talk about something very serious. Oh, yeah. I am deeply offended. And oh. I'm going to start this segment by saying one thing. I could be watching a movie, right? And it's an action movie, maybe a James Bond film. And, you know, the, the, the action hero pulls out his gun and just shoots a bunch of dudes and they die. I feel nothing. Mm. But that scene when the dog gets it by a car, <gasps> then I'm, I'm like, ah! John Wick. Exactly. Yes. That, oh, like John Wick <laughs> just went around slaughtering people. That's and you're just like, really? yeah, you get him. <laughs> Why? Because they killed his dog. That's right. That's right. From the Independent, 
Bidens have given away dog major to family friends after biting incidents. First family of the United States is rehoming their dog, citing that it would be safest for major. Yo, that's some dark stuff. Mm. Like, I get it. Sometimes people have to do stuff like this. But the reality is they use the dog as a prop. Mm. Joe Biden's got a strong dog. And the dog bites people. And they're like, get rid of him quick. Yeah, Mm. I I tweeted about this. Like, if you don't have time to raise a dog properly, you shouldn't be getting more dogs. And to give one away, I mean, that probably breaks the heart of the dog. That that, that totally is just disrespectful, nasty, uh, irresponsible behavior. And, 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 you know, if you have a dog that's troubled, you have to train them. Again, I, I'm a dog owner. I also have German Shepherds. German Shepherds are the second leading uh, breed of dog that uh, are related to attacks. You know, when you have a dog like that, it's like having a gun. When you have a gun, you need to be responsible for it. You need to learn how to use it. You need to make sure that you're not going to hurt anyone else with that. I took, you know, my, you know, my, my dog parenting very seriously. I train my dog. I run my dog almost every single day. Uh, you have to because they're, they're creatures that deserve all of your time. And if you're a bureaucrat that clearly one is not right up there, not all there health wise, you think you're going to have another dog that you're going to be was, responsible for? Of well, course that other dog's going to be biting more people. But they got another dog. That's crazy. They just exactly. replaced it for so a new dog horrible. named For a new Amanda. puppy, yeah. I, yeah. I don't believe for a minute that this dog was rehomed. I think this is pure propaganda. I have no facts to back this claim up. But what I think is that that dog took one look at uh, you know 90-year-old Joe Biden chasing him out of the shower, and he ran and never came back. I think remember that story, right? I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He slipped in the shower, or whatever. The dog, yeah, was, that, uh, that dog was out of there. He was just like, I don't need this. I don't need this. I got, you know, they I got say plenty of years ahead of me. You know, dogs can smell uh, seizures oh. before they happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So mm-hmm. that, that's crazy. Dogs can smell cancer. It's a lab test. What if dogs can smell evil? They can. Mm-hmm. Sure and they like can. Joe Biden is in like you know the conservatory or whatever they have in the White House, and like the dogs in the in the corner like snarling, and and Joe Biden's like. Stop snarling. We have to do a photo shoot. And the dog's like, and then they're like, get rid of him. And so they get, they bring in this puppy, and the puppy's too too confused and doofy to yeah. you know understand that he's that that the, the the odor coming off him is is evil, mm-hmm. pure evil. Quite possible. I can see that. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. I heard that. I heard that dogs can smell if you've eaten dog. I believe that. Yeah. I had heard that. I have rumors about that. I haven't heard if that's true, but they're extremely intuitive. They're extremely smart, especially German Shepherds. They know what's going on. Um, and, and if you don't raise them right, they could be some of the worst dogs that you could ever have. And they are, uh, they have a tendency to, to lash out and be angry, especially when you don't pay attention to them, especially if you don't give them a lot of time. Um, and to see these kind of dogs use this, use this props and to just be thrown away, it's, it's sick and disgusting, irresponsible Dude. behavior. And I wouldn't expect anything else from the federal they, government. They, they get a fake yep. dog so they can be like, look, we got a dog. Look how cute Now the they got, a, they got a new dog named Commander or whatever, which is another German Shepherd, right? Yeah. Yep. I think so. Yep. The same, uh, same kind of dog. Yo, German Shepherds need training. Yep. A, a lot of right. training yeah. and a lot of exercise. I have a German Shepherd. I love my German Shepherd. Aren't they She's like the, the closest breed to wolves or something? Yes. I was reading about yes. that. So for Joe Biden to be like, we want a prop dog. And they, and they probably had a consultant come in and be like, now German Shepherds, you know, they, 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 they test very, very well in their pulse. So you can either go with a Husky or a German Shepherd. <laughs> uh, don't do the Labradoodle. And they're like, we'll go with the German Shepherd. And he's like, well, now German Shepherds require a lot of training. And Joe Biden's like... Yeah, you want to look 
tough. That's why you want to have right. a German yep. Shepherd, and and, right. and and you know it's great marketing. But but again, a huge responsibility, and uh, there's so much training to go into. Trump them. should I, get a Labradoodle. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, pug, I think. Pugs also great dogs. What if yeah. Trump just had like two massive pit bulls with them all the time, <laughs> like just super <laughs> huge, and they walk to his left and his right, and they're just like, <laughs> that'd be pretty awesome. That'd be like great. the gold chain collar. The Babylon Bee had a great headline saying uh, the Bidens are going to name their dog Carl Barks, <laughs> which uh, is it's right on the money Carl there. Carl Barks. Um, but disappointed to see so many dogs just kind of thrown away. And it, and it's mm. bad for especially German Shepherds. German Shepherds are dogs that need uh, a, an alpha, need a primary owner. And if they don't and if they keep getting kind of thrown around between different owners and they don't kind of have uh, their one owner, uh, they get lost and confused. And, and they're not happy dogs when they don't yeah. have that Yo, one person in their life that they have to serve. Look how this story is kind of sickening to me. So NPR, sad. the Bidens say hello to new puppy commander and Major is off to a new That's home. Horrible. And then they have this tweet, meet the newest Biden. Welcome home, commander. It's just like they threw out one dog and bought Jeez. another one of the same breed. Uh, yeah. It's just that's exactly dark, what man. happened. Well, yeah. that's, uh, that's how Joe Biden will treat you. As an American, that's right. No, no, yeah. wait. It People were asking, did my dog bite Michael Mouse? No, that wasn't my dog. I trained my dog. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. When we were doing the uh, uh, the crazy show, Michael had the thing on his face. Yeah, because Nick's dog bit his face. Yeah, yeah. That's I didn't true. know it was. And Nick's then stuff and Nick's dog bit yeah. yeah. my dog. Yes, right. Yeah. And, and ripped his, ripped her face too. Yeah. And yeah. oh my god. But that's um. What what is that? Is that a husky? Um, I think it's a shepherd mix of yeah, some nice. sort. But Yo, you got to train your dogs, man. Absolutely. Yeah. People think this is a joke and you can get a puppy and, uh, uh, and Joe Biden's doing it again. Yep. How much you want to bet commander goes off and bites somebody in what? Six months. I Absolutely. am. I'm going to place money on that. And I think part of the reason that, um, major wasn't happy with Joe Biden was because he's a terrible leader. And it turns out that he actually is for the rest of the country as well, but he probably didn't respect him as like yeah. the alpha. But, well, well Germans, you, you, with German shepherds, you need an alpha. Right, you need someone exactly. who's confident because because if the German Shepherd sees that you're not confident, like they're going to try to walk yeah. all over you. Like Atlas challenges me. My dog challenges me all the time. I'm like, no, 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 you're not going to get away with this. It's not going to work here. Uh, but, but if I kind of let loose and don't train her and, 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 you know, don't do the proper work with her, she's not going to uh, obviously be a good dog and she's going to be disrespectful. And, and obviously Biden doesn't have time to raise a dog right now. So there's no way that German Shepherd is going to be raised properly. Um, and, and then, as you mentioned, Tim, German Shepherds are very much like uh, wolves. And I had a dog trainer say, if you want to understand German Shepherds, just watch documentaries about wolves. Wow. Um, and I did. And there's a huge learning curve. Fascinating animals. But again, it's just like anything. They're, they also have a potential to be very dangerous. You need to be responsible for it. People are going to get hurt. Dogs are going to get hurt. It's, it's, Stop it's not, being a jerk. It's not just that. It's yeah. take responsibility yeah. for for the animals you have. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if you get a dog, that's your problem. You got to figure it out. But Joe Biden clearly got the dog as a prop. That's the thing. I hate yeah. that. Well, you mentioned that maybe that. like how he treated the former Biden dog is how he's going to treat us. What if it's not? Maybe we're looking at this sideways here. What if it? He's actually worried. It's not about controlling where the dog is. It's about the dog's safety. That's why he rehomed it. 
Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That it's was about it. Safety. For sure. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Not control. We he do could need get, to be secure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Maybe he could get some pugs and teach them how to do the, the black power paw. Oh, that'd be great. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I would thank love you. that. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it was yeah. a little bit more severe than the black power paw. No, he did. Well, he did a second iteration. He has a black paw. Oh, okay. And he, and, and that video was, was way funnier than the first one. Okay. So I haven't watched it yet, but I need to watch that one. You haven't seen it, dude? It's actually. I saw that. I seen the first one. Yeah. I got him in trouble. Yeah. So the second one he did is like he's he's you know he's got the teaching the dog or whatever when all of a sudden he has a knock on the door and he's like he's like oh crap <laughs> yeah. it's the labor party and then he like has to hide a bunch hide of books, books. <laughs> one of the books he has to hide is the torah yeah <laughs> oh my gosh because you know you know because they're anti-semites that's right yeah <laughs> yeah man oh that's funny I, I think this is an example of um it's a combination of callousness irresponsibility and um I think it exemplifies a, a lot about what, uh, like, the Biden administration has been in terms of their, like, uh, what's the right word I'm trying to think of? Just, like, their, their capacity. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, Biden, I don't think if he was running against anybody else would ever win. Right. But because there were so many people who didn't like Trump, people were like, I'll take whatever I can get. The corporeal form, they called it. Right. Well, what do you get with that? You get weak leadership. You get callousness. You get lazy uh, behavior. And you're going you're gonna to get Joe Biden uh, half measures. And you're going to get a whole bunch of people bit and hurt. That's right. And a whole bunch of, you know, dogs that don't have a true, you know, owner and uh, have a horrible life. Should we get like, should we get like one of those pools where you like put dates and then we figure out like how long the dog's going to last and everyone can buy a square (laughs) and we'll be like, this is going to last three months. Yep. This dog's going to become, you know, at six months and they're going to be like, oh, look, you know, Joe Biden. What, What was the story about him in the bathtub? The shower or whatever? He slipped? Well, I mean, who knows? Oh, he what broke his actual, foot or something, right? He, uh, yeah, he liked it. it, it the story was so bizarre. Like, I, I can't remember the, all the details, but basically, they said that he was trying to pet the dog after a shower and he fell down and he hurt himself. It, none of it added up and it all created really horrifying imagery that I won't it's forget. So yeah, it's terrible. Some people said it was yeah. a cover up for uh, a bigger medical procedure dealing with his brain and right. aneurysms right. and that's right. why he had this cover story that was so elaborative that didn't make any sense at all. So weird. Yeah, but what's the evidence for that? Uh, a lot of speculation and theories and, and the fact that he also has very serious uh, injuries still within his head. Uh, I believe it's what, what, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Metal stints, two metal stints in his uh, head. Yeah, he had two. What do you have? Aneurysms or something? Yeah, I had yeah. But this was like decades and decades ago. So, oh well, yeah, but there still could there. be some. Yeah, there. It's, it's it needs to be checked up on. There needs to be some very serious procedures that people need to take that's associated with that. And you, you know, think Joe Biden gets blood infusions from children? Probably. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> like, basic yeah. stuff. It's probably even bigger than that. Well, uh, so I mean, I mean, I bring that up because I know it'll be very triggering to a lot of people on the left. They're going to be like, "Oh, don't say that. That's conspiracy." But we know a lot of rich people and powerful individuals. They, they get they that. get blood transfusions from young people, and so like a lot of these billionaires actually hire bodybuilders to like just go to the gym and be a gym rat, eat healthy, and then once every two weeks they get a blood infusion from their not their just or whatever. blood, but also fecal matter. There's also yeah, people. There's a South Park episode about that. Exactly. The so, spice. Real thing. And there is science behind that uh, that <clears throat> blood uh, kind of therapy that is implemented in some parts of Mexico already. And there are a lot of billionaires financing more scientific discoveries and studies into that. And it wouldn't surprise me. We don't have any kind of evidence. It, it's kind of circumstantial to kind of allude that this could be happening. But, uh, you know, th- 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 there's some 
probability that, yes, that's that's probably what's going on there. That's probably what's going on with Henry Kissinger and a whole bunch of other stuff that they're getting that gives them life extension technology and allows them to live all the way up until the 80s and 90s. And, uh, and, I mean, David Rockefeller was 101. Mm. Let's talk about mm. this uh, this very obvious article from TimCast.com. The headline should be just, duh. But it's um, <laughs> half of Democrats and 70% of all voters say inflation is affecting their family budget. No kidding. Pollsters at iCitizen asked voters if the current rate of inflation is affecting your family budget. And yes, broken down by gender, male and female responses were nearly identical, with 74.5% of men and 74.6% of women saying yes. Amazing. When looking at location, all regions of the country had almost identical responses. Clearly, inflation is having a very broad impact across the country, irrespective of who you are, how old you are, where you live, what your politics are, and the level of your education. So, subhead, duh, for this article. But why is it? Why is it getting worse? Why is it that it seems to be only the Republicans are like, hey, stop spending, and the Democrats are like, spend more? Well, that's because there's a big transfer of wealth and people are extorting a national tragedy for their personal benefit and the benefit of their friends in the multinational corporations that are robbing this country blind as, of course, it's a sinking ship that's going down very dramatically fast. And uh, before COVID, there was one person worth over $100 billion. Now there's nine. Ten of the richest people before COVID were worth $695 billion. Now they're worth $1.36 trillion. Well, let's think, let's, let's think about that for a real quick second. Do we think the lockdowns are going to get worse? I vote yes. Oh, yeah. Um, it could go either way. I think there's a probability that uh, Omicron could be the best case scenario and could be the end of this. There's a possibility of yeah, that. There's a possibility they exploit the transmissibility and say it's getting worse. Absolutely. So I, I think it'll get worse. What do you think? Do you think you vote worse or better? I'm right on the razor's edge there. It's really hard to say. Yeah. Uh, white pill. It's going to get better. It's going to get better? Yeah. So then you want to short Amazon. Ugh. That's why I'm on the edge here. I I'm mean, not like, trying to really give any stock advice. Uh, the the stock market is a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm saying that the 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 royal you, we, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. an individual. <laughs> if if it is going to get better, you want to short uh, Amazon stock because people are going to start shopping and other businesses will start popping up. There'll Hopefully, be competition. Yeah. But if it's going to get worse, Amazon stock is going to keep going through the roof. Moderna stock, Pfizer stock. So you too can be a billionaire, just like. You know, these, these, these big tech moguls and everything like that who, who, who bought a bunch of this stock. Nancy Pelosi just, just invest in what she invests in. She knows what's up, right? What is she investing in? We should have a <coughs> stock ticker of everything she's, she's yeah, doing every single day just so we can see what's yeah. going on there. Just to kind of like call it out even more. But it, it's pretty crazy what's happening in the financial world because like we know it's bad, but it's a lot worse than we're even being told right now. And it's shocking the levels of money that's just being printed with the touch of a button and how much of that money is going to private hands Ro- like BlackRock. Roblox. Pelosi's got 10,000 shares in Roblox. What? She's got CrowdStrike. That's not surprising. What's CrowdStrike? CrowdStrike, uh, it's a security. Let me, let me make sure I can read it very specifically as to what they say it is. CrowdStrike provides cloud-based software used in security of computers, servers, and mobile phones. The stock pulled a bit back, blah, blah, blah. CrowdStrike was just the, I don't want, I want to be careful for legal reasons, but very much associated with a lot of the stories about Democrats and servers. I do remember that. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Let's see what else they got. They got, uh, she's, she got a Tesla. What does she have? She has, uh, uh, mandatory filings in January show Pelosi exercised 25 call options on Tesla. Um, let's see. There we go. Nvidia. 
Really? Oh, interesting. NVIDIA. Netflix, that seems like yeah. a, a, a no-brainer. And is that, all, is that all they have? Six, but you got to continue, I guess. Oh, you got to click to continue. <laughs> what is this? Oh, it's Insider Monkey? Mm. PayPal. Wow. Oh, here we go. Now it's going to do the thing. Oh. Apple. Apple. She got Apple. What else the she got? <laughs> she got Alphabet. Uh, she's got Microsoft. No surprise. And she's got Facebook. Wow. I mean, she's betting on big tech. She no, sure she's betting is. on lockdowns. Yeah, she is. Mm. Nancy Pelosi, everything she bought, there some of them are obvious, but she's invested in companies that are very important for lockdowns. Computer mm. security, yes. Well, I, I'm not super worried. I'm not saying like literally everything, but the stuff she's invested in these big tech companies. What are people going to be doing under lockdown? They're going to be using computers. They're going to be on Facebook, Kids Alphabet, Google, Netflix. Uh, uh, Apple Inc. They're going to be yeah. watching Netflix. Yeah. You got to get them in the metaverse you gotta, somehow. PayPal is mm-hmm. going to be digital uh, transactions, right? So I'm not saying that's that's evidence of of you know necessarily Nvidia. What does Nvidia do? Do you guys know what Nvidia mm-hmm. does? No. Graphics, graphics, GPUs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're going to be having people play video games. Yeah. She's it's metaverse, baby. So let's place bets about Tesla, that. Tesla, electric cars. Yeah. Place bets. CrowdStrike is just you know whatever. Roblox. Well, Roblox, the, the wonder tale stories of children's books and infinite possibilities of stories and worlds. Well, I don't know about that one. Kids but I, putting kids more in video games, metaverse stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying all of this is, is definitive proof that she's very much like on board with metaverse or whatever, but she's certainly invested in companies that wouldn't be involved in a metaverse like reality hmm. or a lockdown reality. Or, so, you know, the future uh, of, of pod living, the future of mm-hmm. uh, the metaverse. The oh, she doesn't have any bug companies, does she? No. Wouldn't su- be surprised. <laughs> I, I don't think it would be that on the nose, Yo. that obvious. Yeah, it would be a little on the nose. Yeah. Hold on a minute. You guys, we know what these people want to do, right? Yep. You will own nothing and you'll be happy. Yep. What kind of company could we start or invest in that works perfectly for people who own nothing? A sharing company. A what? Sharing company. You sharing. share your devices. You share your share equipment. You share your and, clothes. And what do they want us to eat? Bugs. So mm-hmm. we should start bug farms, dude. We'll be yeah. rich. I'll start. Start, we'll start. We'll start a, a uh, farm. No, a cicada farm. Oh. Yeah. My, my soul wouldn't be able to to live with that. It's capitalism, baby. Yeah. You know where they're going. Let's and you know the best gel. part is they'll probably subsidize it. The government will be like, this is in line with our plans. Here's free money to run your business. Yes. And then you can sell all the grubs and, and roaches. And uh, I wonder if roly-polies taste good. Oh, I guess we're about to find out, aren't we? There's way little, too much. Little, Just little, funding and figure it out. You sprinkle yeah. it on your bug cream, like your fungus stuff. ice cream. Yeah. And you, it doesn't right. have to be good. It just has to sustain you to the point where you can Calories. just, you know, live yeah. a little bit. I think yeah. it's just going to be goo, just like in the Matrix. And, you know, and, like and either it's piercer. just injected yeah. into your veins that, or into the back of your head. Or That was kind of <laughs> dumb, though, because they they if they if they could just plug you into your own mini Matrix like they were doing with Neo. And then you could eat a buffet. Yeah. And enjoy yourself. You know what I mean? And I like how they're like, the brain makes it real. That's stupid. The brain makes it real. So what happens if you eat a whole cake? Will your body, like, vomit in real life? There's nothing to vomit up. Bile, I guess. But they had to. Otherwise, it was just like, you know, you wouldn't die in the Matrix. So, Mm -hmm. you know. Speaking of the Matrix, Matrix is coming out. Very yeah, soon. Huh? In a few hours. Yep. In a few hours? One, oh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. On HBO Max? On HBO Max. Oh, okay. on 3 a.m. Eastern. 3 a.m. Oh, Eastern is what they're saying. Are you going to watch it? Uh, I might just wake up just to see it. Uh, <laughs> I'm, a huge, I'm a huge Matrix fan, but I, I do believe this is going to be the end of the kind of real Matrix yeah, trilogy and the introduction of the New World Order Matrix trilogy that goes along with the propaganda and narrative and talking points of all the bullcrap that's already being shoved down our throats. That's how I see it. I'm a little pessimistic on that. 
Um, but I still want to see it because I'm a big fan of the uh, of the trilogy. I remember when the first movie came out, I was just like, whoa, this is insane. I remember watching it and be like, there's so many like representations thing of you know, society. You know, you know what would be the funniest thing ever? If in the new Matrix there's a scene where like Neo is like, you know, like in the trailer he's eating all the blue pills. And then he's like, I gotta clear my head. So then he's like, I'm gonna go to the movies. And he goes to a movie and there's a huge line of people and there's agents scanning Vax passports. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what's, this is the Matrix. And then they're like, you know, just like jabbing at all the people who did. Yeah, I already did. I already did one video about my kind of theory about what was going to be happening uh, in the Matrix on my platform. But I, I people are calling it the woke tricks, and hmm. I think they're going to be yeah, right, they're going to be like Neo. You weren't really the one. It's this mm. blue-haired person that it's, has it's all the power. Non-binary, yeah, exactly. person. It's a lady who was the one the whole time. Mm-hmm. And, it and even you. if it is, even if it is uh, okay, but but don't make it where you have to shove it down people's throats. Like you can make a character that's. You know, whatever you want them to be, but when you overtly try to push a political message and you stop worrying about the the kind of uh, entertainment value of it, that's when it just gets annoying. Because like we could see the subconscious propaganda, the subliminal messages you're putting on there, but when you're trying no, to make it like overt for it's, it's, like low right, like, right, right. people Look, who are not intelligent, it's the, just the, angry. It's, it, no, the issue is people who are lacking talent making movies. That's what it really is. They're ideologues and they have no talent. Because you watch the new Ghostbusters compared to, to Girlbusters. The new Ghostbusters, the, the new team, these four kids, you've got a boy, a girl, you've got an Asian kid, and, 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 a, and a black you know, girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a completely diverse cast of That's young people nice. who put on the jumpsuits. But there's no, like, overt, you know, the white man and, like, mm-hmm. patriarchy. It was literally just, they happen to be people. And they're Ghostbusting. Girlbusters was literally, like, a bunch of really angry, stereotypical, nasty dudes and, like... You know, these Mary Sue characters doing slapstick comedy. Talk about really okay. awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, most, most, most entertainment is propaganda. It's, it's used for, uh, weaponized political purposes. It's been for a very long time. That's why the CIA is so interconnected with Hollywood. That's why the CIA is literally out there promoting, uh, Black Panther and other, uh, and other kind of movies out there that fit their narrative. They're writing scripts in many instances with, with the military industrial complex, giving, uh, a lot of movies and Hollywood studios favors to use a lot of their equipment in exchange for rewriting their scripts and always making them the good guys, no matter what the situation mm. is. They're also uh, rewriting this. Uh, they also rewrite the scripts for the benefit of China. Um, so many times in so many egregious ways, Disney made a movie just trying to appease just China in itself. And to see this layer of intervention when something is supposed to be entertainment, something is supposed to be pure, something is supposed to be just something that's going to inspire you, but it's used to re-educate you. It's used to change your line of thinking. It's, it's, it's horrible to see because a lot of people I, I, unsuspectingly I, see it and they get in, uh, influenced by sure, it. Sure, sure. But I, I, don't, I don't really care all much about that. What I care about is bad content. You know, like the problem with Captain Marvel, the problem with these these overtly political movies and stuff is it's just bad content. Mm. It's in it's mean. It's insulting. In many ways, it's off putting. Mm. Right. One of the things I brought up with like the Captain Marvel film is that she literally robs a guy. Yes. Like she's not a good person. He 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 tells her to smile, so she steals his clothes. Jeez. And I'm just like, it's kind of villainous behavior. I can't root for her. You know, and so they think they're making this powerful statement where she like tells the man because he said smile. Ha ha. And I'm like, the heroes are supposed to be like, I will not be dragged into your petty BS. Mm. So the issue is just bad content. 
You make a film with a female protagonist, Hunger Games. I thought Hunger Games was fantastic. Was oh, good. look, it's Wonder a female Woman. hero. You know what I mean? First one. But then you end up with these movies like Captain Marvel or Girlbusters, and it's just annoying. Hmm. Not good. Like I, like I was saying with Ghostbusters, the new one, diverse cast for the, for the new Ghostbusters. I don't care. Cool. It's just a bunch of kids. It was funny. The little podcast kid, he was great. But the content was there. That's the main thing yep. about the new Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Rudd was hilarious. Yeah. Always is. Uh, for the most part. So is the original Matrix and, and that original series propaganda? Does it qualify as propaganda? Or is it just too entertaining to be propaganda? Well, there's a lot of parallels to our current society that a lot of people could make their kind of own understandings of and their their own kind of guesses to what it really is in their kind of life form. So I think hmm. just that as an art form in itself is is pretty rare and unique hmm. where you could say, oh, this is uh, you know an explanation for this in our society and you could have so many different explanations. I thought that was great, but it was predominantly still focused on you know central controllers, you being a battery, you being a slave, you fighting the people who are central controllers who are extorting, robbing you of your life. I mm. thought that overall message, like like a lot of you know you know messages out there, was overall somewhat of a very intriguing one that that, that was thought provoking, mm. um, instead mm. of just beating you over the head with propaganda. Right. Uh, there's propaganda everywhere. Everything's propaganda. Isn't it? Isn't it better to be in the Matrix? That's what oblivious. Some people would argue. Ignorance is bliss. I would. I would totally disagree with you. Steak. It's like being an ostrich with your head in the sand and your and your butt all the way out there, ready for some top notch globalist to come in and (laughs) do unspeakable uh, things with you. So I prefer not to have my head in sand. I like having my. But let's let's think about this. Let's think about swivel looking left and right. How how would you feel if all of a sudden you woke up in this weird room and your whole life was fake? And you have no idea where you are. You know, that'd be crazy, right? Yeah. Like, what would you think? You know? I was wild. I was crazy. No, you'd be freaking out. You'd be like, where am I? What's going on? You'd be like, my name is Luke and I run a YouTube channel. And then they're going to come in there and be like, no, you don't. That was never real. You were in the Matrix, bro. It's my identity. What it comes down to for me is like in in which, okay, whether I'm in the Matrix or not in the Matrix. Because I was in the Matrix for a long time. Just totally dialed out to everything that was happening. So I understand the, the, the sort of you know, goofy sense of peace that you feel when you're in the matrix. But I guess I've, I need to know where I'm going to feel the most sense of purpose. Do I feel a sense of purpose in the matrix or am I useless? Or do I feel a sense of purpose outside of the matrix and seeing what's really happening or not? Like that's what it would come down to for me. Where's the sense of purpose? I think the matrix, if you were in the matrix, it would be hell. Everything would be perfect. You would always have steak. And I think think that's that's not the matrix. Not necessarily. Yeah. No, the matrix, they literally say that the first iteration was perfect and they were, and people rejected it. So they created an, you know, a more realistic version with suffering and humans accepted it. I'm, I'm more using it as an example. If you would put yourself in the matrix where you would get everything you wanted. Um, and, and if you would get everything you would wanted, you would be miserable in my perspective. Mm-hmm. That's the argument. Not that if I'm you making. didn't know. Maybe. Let's, let's, let's say this. In, in base reality, Luke is a, an overweight, short, unattractive layabout with no ambition and no drive to fix himself. So he enters his own private, you know, Zuck, Zuckerverse, hmm. you know, using the, the brain app and it blocks out memories of your real life. So that you live a life where you earn all of these things and it just so happens it all comes to you. You'd be very happy. You'd be like, look at all my success. You wouldn't realize it was pre-programmed to make you successful. You'd be happy with where you are. You'd think you'd achieved it. You would need barriers of, of success. You would need to work for it in order to get it because if you were just given it, you wouldn't appreciate it. But if you had to struggle, sacrifice, work hard, put some blood, sweat, and tears into it, yes. Yeah, and but if like, there's a simulation that does that, 
That's crazy. That's, no, I'm, mm. look, in, in, in World of Warcraft, for instance, you got to put in the hours if you want to grind for that you know, legendary or epic gear. So, yeah, you'd play a game. It would be let, – let, let's, let's put it this way. In the real world, you know, it, it, when you go out into a field and you fight wild boars, you're not very successful with just a small dagger like you would be in World of Warcraft. You can run up to 100 wild boars you know, at the start of Warcraft if you're playing Human Alliance or whatever – and you just walk up and go like, oh, and, the, and the boar dies. Go up to a wild boar in, in the real world and see what happens. Huh. The point is, video games make, the, there's a challenge, and there's, there's grinding, but it's so easy. My point is, you could be in the Matrix, and you think you're struggling. Man, this video game can be hard sometimes, but come on. Imagine fighting a real grizzly bear. It's, it's crazy. For all you know, you're in this, this Matrix because you're a layabout loser, and you wanted an easy version of life. We could be literally in the metaverse right now. In a sense, I believe we are. And like the whole yeah. goal of the yeah. metaverse is to like program people to love Zuckerberg. <laughs> so like working. that's the only way to escape the simulation is to finally accept Zuckerberg into your heart. And then you wake up and you're like, <gasps> where am I? And then there's a big picture of Mark right in front of you. You're like, I love you. <laughs> and then there's like there's two brother. doctors and like, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> You've yes. escaped the simulation. <laughs> There's that comic, I love it, where it's a guy and he's holding the silica gel Oh my pack, gosh, yes. And it says, do not eat. And he goes, those those big wigs at the silica gel factory can't tell me what to do. And he eats it. And the next one is him waking up. And there's two scientists saying, congratulations, you've escaped the simulation. Every time I see it, I'm now. Yeah. <laughs> Can't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't eat those. Don't do don't that. Yeah, don't. They're not good. What if, uh, uh, you know, because we talk a lot about religion and stuff. What if, what if we're, we, like, reality is effectively a simulation, but it's a sorting algorithm. Mm. The people who are, everyone's born into a matrix, and then everyone lives a life in the matrix, and then only certain people who have certain attributes are the ones who actually get to come out of it and go back to base reality. What if it's effectively like some kind of human development chamber for, you know, new humans or whatever? What if after you live your life, you wake up from the matrix, but you're a baby? That is, mm. that's just real. And you're like, ah, and they're like, you've lived a full life and now you're a baby and now you can apply all that wisdom and knowledge into yeah. a new life in base reality. Except for that's the reincarnation aspect of that, the attack on there at the end. I think that's almost certainly the case. It has reincarnation? to be. Reincarnation? No, no, no. It, it, accepting that part. Not that. Yeah. All right. Thanks. No, Chris. no reincarnation, but we're almost <laughs> right. certainly living in a matrix. Like when you're born, they yeah. put you in the matrix and then program your brain to experience like 80 years of life. And then it, it happens in the span of like three months as a baby. Hmm. So you're like, all the babies are just like regular people walking around and being like, whoa, I'm a baby again. <laughs> and then like, but you grow up and you have all that knowledge from a full life. That would be an effective society, wouldn't it? Sort of, I guess. Mm. I'm not but, but, but if only some people made it out of the matrix, then you'd have a very homogenized culture because the matrix would effectively choosing which humans could come out of it. You know well, I mean? I mean, that's the dichotomy of heaven and hell. It's two different homogenized cultures. Yeah, what day. if, like, when you die, if you're, like, you qualify for hell, it just ejects you into a sewer pipe. And mm -hmm. if you qualify for heaven, like, a metal arm picks you up and, like, puts you in, like, a bed. Certainly. And then yeah. you're, like, you know, some people accidentally get woken up to it. And they're like, ah, this is terrible. And they <laughs> tell everybody. And they're like, I saw a crazy light. And it was fire. And it was awful. And I was like, well, yeah, that was the meat grinder, bro. <laughs> It was just dropping you. <laughs> yeah. Luke's eyes just lit up. <laughs> I'm looking into, <laughs> yeah, what you, what I'm looking into like multi, multi dimensions and, uh, all these other energetic fields. I think there's, you know, a lot of things that we don't understand. I don't think we're supposed to understand them. 
And I think we should be okay with that um, and not try to always, you know, try to see, I, I need to, I need to know this. Maybe we don't need to know it. Maybe, you know, I think it's better if we don't, you know, Oh, well, yeah. Don't know. I mean, I, there's a lot of ambiguity there, but I think that there's something to be said for the human spirit. And I think that you basically have a certain amount of time dedicated to a human shell, a corporeal form. And then beyond that, the spirit is liberated to one side of the matrix or the other. I mean, that, ha- that yeah. almost certainly has to be the case. I really believe that. Well, you have a choice in life. You could go right. through the very, you know, the, the light side or the dark side, the, the love or, or evil. I think there are two big kind of energetic forces out there. And if you give your life to one, it's going to propel you in that kind of direction. Um, and, and you have a lot of choices. You have a lot of discernment. You have a lot of very tough decisions to make in this life. And I think those decisions will be with you as an energetic force forever because energy cannot be destroyed yes. nor created, only transferred. So what you decide to do in this life is is up to you. But, uh, you know, uh, you're giving a lot of different choices. You could either be on the side of evil or good. I choose good. I try to, and my interpretations and understanding of that, and I try to do as, as much good as I can. And if that's not the case, then what's the point of character? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the point of developing character and then, like, maintaining character? Yeah. I can't think of one. I can't think of one either. Yeah. How do you define good? Um basic understanding of of uh, not hurting people helping people um and respecting their bodily autonomies respecting their human rights this uh, respecting their in 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 sorry i can't even say this correctly inalienable there rights you there you go i got that <laughs> out out there and, and i think not forcing people to do something or 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 hurting people for your benefit is the other side of it. I agree with all of that, but I'll I'll offer a simpler definition. Good is truth, bad is lies. Mm. There you go. Simple. Yeah. I like that. There's bad? truth and there's lies. What if like your mom asks you if she's fat? You should just tell her, "Yeah, you're fat, mom." You should be honest with her. I mean, like, <laughs> it's not necessarily I don't know. I, I don't necessarily what if, what if she, agree what if she, with she, that question in the context of good truth and bad lies like so but i guess i, I understand to, what you're saying yeah but like what if what time. if what if there's like you know you know your 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 mom buys a new dress and you think it's tacky and she's like how do you like my new dress i saved up for it. i'm so excited and you're gonna be like it's tacky and gross i hate it or are you gonna be like i will lie and say i like it because it's important to her mm. well there is one school of thought that suggests that truth always pierces and it always hurts mm. you know there are lies that are thin wispy skins and there is truth which is always a dart, and it's always painful. Otherwise, it wouldn't be truth. So there is something yeah. to be said for truth in that moment, but there's also something to be said for what is your mother's state? Is your mother in a state of mind where this piece of truth could just pierce her and destroy her? Mm-hmm. Can you think of a circumstance in which truth feels good? Yeah. Not to somebody that is... Is uh, being lied to. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because it could jar them like a sleepwalker. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, I was going to say, like, truth can feel good, but... If the truth is something like, I baked cookies, it's like, sure, that's just like a thing you did. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? But truth, we're typically referring to like snapping someone out of the lies, like telling mm. them about what's going on. And people typically do not react well to it. Well, my, I guess I would reanalyze, reanalyze, I don't know how to say that, but I guess I would reframe <laughs> it like this. Like you bake cookies and you give them to somebody. You know, it's just like, I made these for you. Like, I mean, that's, that's a, in a sense a, a kind of truth sharing, you know, it's just like, it's, it's thoughtfulness. It's, it's something outside of truth, but it also is in the same spirit of what I would call truth, if that makes any sense at all. 
I'm like, you're fat and that dress is tacky. <laughs> and here's the cookies. Get a, get a, get a, <laughs> give me some goddamn cookies. I'm hungry. <laughs> and, but, but, you know, there's tacky. I don't know. I think, I think good is creation and evil is destruction, but mm. within evil there is some good and within good there is some evil. Of course. What I mean, what I mean by that is, we want to create more. We want more people. We want people to grow and flourish. We want to develop. We want to uh, invent. We want to explore. We want to expand. We want to create complex systems by bringing energy together and then organizing it. And bad is when people just destroy it. But sometimes you need to destroy in order to create. So if the ultimate goal is creation, there could be some destruction. It's not inherently evil. And if the ultimate goal is destruction, sometimes there's creation and that creation is evil as well. So, for example, you're like, I want to destroy everything, so I'm going to make a new method of destroying everything. It's like, okay, you're doing bad things. Mm-hmm. And you might be saying, I want to create things, but I have to tear down that machine that's destroying everything, so there is some destruction, right? Yin yang. Yep. Yeah, without no evil, that's, there's no love. Without love, there's no evil. So This, this touches on something that uh, Jordan Peterson analyzes in depth. I mean, it's just like, too much order is totalitarianism. Yep. It's Nazi Germany. Too much chaos is a school shooting. You know, and you can't you can't have too much without being able to balance it out for some sort of harmony to emerge. But you know, freedom too is also uh, an aspect of of love mm. of truth that is also a very important mm-hmm. virtue of that positive energetic force. Right on. You know, yeah. we we yeah. um you know what we can't have too much of super chat. Yeah. Smash, yeah. smash that like button. <laughs> super chat, everybody, smash that like button. Do it for Luke. Luke's oh. not going to be here tomorrow. Oh. Because he's got a Polish mom who's... My Polish uh, my Polish moms come first no matter what. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. I wish I was here to, to, to be What did she Jack. say to you? Hachtu? Hachtu uh, the double. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. I would love to be here with Jack. Jack, I'm so sorry that you get to miss me. Uh, I will be... Uh, Sad about this opportunity as well. But my Polish moms come first no matter what. Luke. All right. Let's read what we got. What do we got? Um... Polito Trujillo says, WTF is TimCast.com. I don't trust this guy. Yeah. What is this TimCast.com? You work for some fly-by-night <laughs> fake news website, Chris? Yeah, as often as possible. Yeah, yeah. makes sense to Well, me. Uh, just uh, t- to speak to my character in terms of uh, being the executive editor, we did not change that one title, as you suggested, to duh. We oh, good, yeah. Facts. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> We did have one that yeah. I, earlier today it was like, um, it was like Good. Biden criticized over X or whatever, and yeah. I was like, we shouldn't frame it that way. We should, we should just say Biden does X. Then we can mention what the what the reaction was. was, right? Yeah, because right. you know what'll happen is like Joe Biden, he could say a lot of things, and conservatives are going to criticize him, mm-hmm. and then he can say a lot of things, and Democrats are going to praise him. You know what I mean? So it's like you could choose how you want to frame it, whether it's yeah. positive or negative. So I'm like, just we'll just say what it is, and then we'll include commentary in it. You know. So what we try to do, well, we revise the title, yeah. and then we also put an editor's note explaining what the original title was, why right. we changed it, and what happened. So that yeah, everybody there, is informed about what's going on. There was an article about uh, like a, a woman who got accused of being racist, yes. and we took it down. And someone actually super chatted. They're like, why would you take down an article? I thought you were trying to be better. It's like, yes, mm-hmm. because an article went up, and we were like, we don't want to do that. We don't want to just make you know articles like this. We want to talk about things that are actually important, whether it's overtly political or otherwise. We like we have an article like Spider Man is the second bit gross, highest grossing movie ever. I'm like that's huge. It's a record breaking cool. cultural yep. moment, and mm-hmm. people like the movie, and so I think it matters. And then an article about some lady in a grocery store yelling at a woman or whatever. I'm just like I don't know if that's like people need to know about that. You know what I mean? Right. Like right. I guess if they want to, but I'm I'm more interested in you know how people's lives are being affected and stuff. 
All right. Kermode Bear says, blessed solstice, everyone. A great time to let go of bad things in your life and reflect on and be thankful for all the good. This is the time to set a new course. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, um, what is it? From the 20, 23rd until the 20, no, no, the 23rd is the shortest day, isn't it? 21st. Mm. Is shortest 21st day. is the shortest today. day? That's right. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Today's the shortest, shortest day? day? Yeah. That's, uh, that's oh, what I was solstice. like. Oh, crap. Yeah. Biden's announcing his major speech on winter solstice, the longest night of the year. I was like, so. The long oh, night. Dark yeah. night. Yeah. Mm. Yikes. People are calling him, uh, the, what's it called? Uh, dark king? No, night king. Night king. Yeah. 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 They made the Game of Thrones thing, the night king. All right. Dungus Fun says, hey, Tim Pool, I like your channel on YouTube, but there is an ex-military grunt called Terrence Pop. He makes me laugh. I like to laugh and not be serious all the time. Well, you know, if that's your thing, by all means, you can you know, have a good great. laugh and stuff like that. Thomas Self says, I was mad at Jack and still think he did wrong, but full context is important. Mm-hmm. The article was brought up twice that episode. Be sure to view bo- both. Oh, oh I didn't see that. really? It was brought up twice. Yeah. And what happened the first time? The first time he said, he basically said, I don't want to paraphrase him or put words in his mouth. He's basically just like, I'm not going to talk about that. And then she brought it up again uh, because of a super chat. Right. Yeah, Another, a okay. second super chat said, no, w- explain that article. And that's when he, he said what he said. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Already I don't want to talk about Either way, he it, shouldn't it, have. It was five minutes later. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, mm-hmm. so, really, wow. really, really. Too close together, maybe. Daniel Maxwell says, shout out to my immune system. I know is acting like you don't exist, but I still believe in you. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, there you <laughs> yes. It's <go>, <laughs> a good one. Awesome. Wathic says, what is your opinion on Joe Manchin as a West Virginian? As an Arizonian, Kristen Cinema has garnered some respect with her refusal mm-hmm. to obey the establishment, and I have committed to research her more for re-election. Um, I like... I like that Manchin stood up to Joe Biden. I've only been in West Virginia. It's been like a year. I've been in West Virginia yeah, for a year. Over a year. I'm not going to pretend. Uh, no, it's been a little it's bit less September. than a year. A little bit. Uh, no. Well, technically, yes. But uh, I'm not going to pretend to know everything about the history and the politics of West Virginia because I've been here for a year. But I will say I do not believe he'll be reelected. I mean, the things I'm hearing from people and locals, you know, out in West Virginia, they're just basically like, we don't care. He's out. He's done. He might. Uh, I'm hearing change his party affiliation to independent. Yeah. In that case, he might actually win again because Bernie people do Sanders, like him, but they yeah. do not like the Democratic Party. So he would be in a, a I don't know if he probably still caucus with Democrats or whatever. It's not like it matters. I, I kind of think he's not going to get reelected, though. I think West Virginia is going to be like they want to go full MAGA. They want Trump. They're not going to vote for a Democrat. But we'll see, man. Tim Souter says, LA and New York, 10 times worse than Australia. Majority of Australians living normally with no restrictions or mandates. Australia is not as bad as people are making it sound. Um, I mean, my friend in Australia said she feels like she's living in an open air prison, but maybe that's just her, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Open air prison. Joshua Sanders says red states won't get to that point. No sheriff is going to show up at someone's house in Texas to take him away, or there won't be a sheriff anymore. Is, um, it was Iowa. Iowa Iowa was a red state, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the sheriff showed up and arrested that lady because she opened her cafe and arrested her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, uh, I don't know about all that. I guess Iowa can go either way, though. So Yeah, swing state? I don't know. I, I did notice a comment when we posted the article about all the uh, bills that are in the New York state legislature. Mm-hmm. Somebody said, if somebody comes to put me in a camp, I'm shooting them. Oh, Period. Gosh, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. Dan Ruck says, Trump got the vax and is boosted. He is proud of it. Yes, Trump is very proud of the vaccine. He wants all the credit in the world for it. Of course he does. And, it's, and I'm seeing these, uh, uh, there's, there's, there's a clip, and then some Democrat person, like activist, said they should, the Democrats should clip this and run it as an advertisement, you know, be like, look, Trump's on our side or whatever. And I'm like, that just shows me that these people do not understand Trump's base at all. Mm-hmm. Not in the least bit. Right. To think that they just blindly are like, yes, Trump. 
Okay, what do we got here? How do you say? Carmen Smith says, really, really good point, Tim. Let's see where this goes. So many conspiracies seem to be coming true. I don't know what that was in reference to, but hey, thanks Hmm. for the super chat. Hmm. Joseph Henson, we shall all bear witness to Atom's glory. May his radiance fill you as you walk the path. Excellent. Hmm. Good reference. Andrew Goodman says, I'll be out of a job by January 10th for refusal to give out my jab status. I've worked at this warehouse for eight years. Any advice? Um, well, I can't give you advice. What I can say, what I would do is I would get a form that says we will, you know, I will, you know, uh, employee hereby agrees to fully comply with orders. Employer hereby, assu- uh, hereby assumes all liability and responsibility for an irreversible lifelong medical procedure. Employer recognizes that requiring an employee on a t- uh, for, for an at-will employment to undergo a permanent medical procedure affects their entire life and will assume all responsibility. See what they say to that. See if they sign it. Because they're going to be like, I can't sign that and be like, why not? Okay, why not? Don't you think the vaccine's safe? Yep. Do you know anybody that's actually tried that? Uh, no. Me neither. I would really love to know how that could possibly backfire. Somebody actually pulled Well, from. I mean, the, the employer's back. like, I'm not going to sign that. And you're fired anyway. Right. I mean, isn't that what they're going to say? Yeah. So, but I think it'll be really interesting because then the employee gets to turn it on them. Well, why won't you sign it? I mean, the vaccine's safe. You're not concerned about any adverse events, are you? So take responsibility. You're asking me to undergo a permanent medical procedure. I'm willing to do it, but I want you to assume responsibility for the permanent medical procedure. Yep. You know, like, I don't know if I'm allergic. What if it turns out I am? Yeah, I'm fine. doing it for you, for your company. What Isn't is? that your responsibility if you demand it? Okay, sign the form. And then when they say no, you can go around telling everybody's an anti-vaxxer. He's freaking out, claiming the vaccine's unsafe. And and then you can say, you, you, you call the company, anti-vaxxer company, and say the anti-vaxxer company's firing people who, uh, you know, because they, they're telling everybody the vaccine's not safe. They don't believe in the vaccine. Yeah. yeah they yeah, don't believe the, in that's it. That's the talking point right there. And there's also a lot of people who are being threatened to be fired and then never end up getting fired because there's a labor shortage and people can't afford to fire people. That's why the mandate uh, is so unpopular with so many people because it's going to destroy private business. And just think mm-hmm. about the interesting, like, just it's an interesting circumstance for you to say the employer doesn't believe in the vaccine, but is demanding people get it, that could potentially, I wonder if that could open, open them up for liability across the board with all other employees too. Hmm. Because if they're going to, if they're going to say privately, we don't think it's safe, but we're mandating it anyway, that's an admission of responsibility or liability, or at least it can be, can be uh, seen as such. To put it simply, if they don't sign that form and they say, I refuse, and you can ask them, do you think the vaccine is safe? They're going to have to say yes. Then you say, why won't you sign the form? Imagine what that means to them and all the other employees. People need to understand this. When it comes to employment, there are very serious ramifications with labor laws. This is why HR, HR exists and HR companies exist. So that an employer, an employer could go to an employee and say, I want you to do this task. And the employee says, no. And they say, I'm going to fire you if you don't do it. The employee then says, I'm being harassed, goes to a labor board and says, they were asking me to do unreasonable things. It was harassment. I want to sue them. And they might actually get that. So an employer is going to be very, very careful legally about how they say you are hereby required to undergo a permanent medical procedure, albeit a small one or a large one. But if they're unwilling to sign a form saying we acknowledge liability for, you know, for this, they're basically saying they don't believe in it. They're then you, you then have them saying, we will not assume res- li- liability for this because it may be unsafe. And then you can tell every single other employee, hey, just so you know, the company is hereby stated to me they think the vaccine's not safe and they want you to get it. You should sue them. 
I imagine what would happen if all these people started suing the company. Like, imagine if your company said, we want you to, you know, uh, inject bleach. Otherwise, you're fired. You know what I mean? Obviously, it's, that's not what's happening. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying in a more extreme example. Okay, then they're responsible for what they tell you to do. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Not not advice to you, mm-hmm. but that's what I would do. Yeah, I'd just be like, sign this form. YouTube said, YouTube is a person who writes, YouTube dislike return add-on is available for Firefox and other browsers. Do a quick web search and you'll find it. But you need to understand about the dislike button is that they're using like an analysis machine learning to figure out what the dislikes should be based on like views and other data they have available. It doesn't necessarily mean you have the actual dislike button. Okay. Bremen 1973 says it would be cool to see on your website videos of on historical myths and claims by the left and disproving them. Hmm. I mean, maybe the fact checking site we do will will absolutely be doing stuff like that. You know, so I I, I don't I don't think TimCast.com is going to focus on just going after the left in that way. We want you know the website to just be a good place for stories that we think are important. Daniel Ashley says for the testing package that arrives, how do you know where it was manufactured? Depends on where the Q-tip is supposed to be inserted. Ah, that's true. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's they were great. doing that in China, man. Yeah, gross. Oh, they yes. did it to American diplomats. You know, diplomats. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Serves them right. All right. Roberto Lara says, better example, Joe Manchin. He was the Dems champion until they didn't realize he had a spine. I don't know if he has a spine. I think He's he just like... I'm not going to get reelected and I'm going to try desperately to get reelected because he represents West Virginia, which is the second most Trump supporting state in the country. Trump won by 40 points. Yeah. What's the first? Wyoming. Wow. <laughs> but uh, West Virginia's got, I think, just over twice the population of, or three, about three times the population yeah. of Wyoming. Hmm. So technically you have more Trump supporters in West Virginia than Wyoming. Interesting. Nevermore says Tim's Bill Gates impressions sound like Morty. I don't think so. Morty's like, Morty's more like, oh geez, Rick, oh man, oh we can't do that. And and Fauci is like, I'm, I'm not Fauci. No, Fa- no, yeah. Doctor Bill Gates, Gates is like, I'm Bill Gates, and we need microchips. So I, I guess there's a bit Grown of a up Morty. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe, but but it's different. You know, I'm actually doing an impersonation of Family Guy's impersonation of Bill Gates. That's gotcha. actually where it comes from. <laughs> He's in the car and he talks like this. What's a quarter? That was the joke. You know, he's like, he's like, they pull up to a toll and it's like, anyone got a quarter? And he goes, what's a quarter? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Janet Partridge says Luke has not always been anti-Trump, but has also been anti-Alex Jones for some time. Oh, well, yeah, it's important to criticize anyone. Um, there's personal rifts. There's also criticisms that I think we shouldn't all be immune from. I think uh, criticism and constructive <clears throat> conversations and not just agreeableness is needed because if we just agreed with each other to, you know, patted each other on the back, that's when you have absolute idiocy. Um, and uh, I welcome debate. You could criticize me. I welcome it. I love constructive criticism. I love having a real and honest conversation, and I hope to foster that through my media organization. And I do that to everyone, no matter who it is. All right. Info Warrior says serpent men cannot utter the phrase. Um, it's just some weird words I won't say and will be revealed if they try, according to Robert E. Howard. Well, I'm not, I'm not even going to try to read that oh. phrase. I don't even know what that means. So I'm not going to read it. Maybe maybe you can read it. Luke, can you read that right there on the screen? I can't see that. You, 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 no, is there's that a glare it? in there. You, you're not even going to try and read it? No. I you can't. Up. can't? What, what about you, Chris? Can you read that? Hmm. Can't no. read it? No. 
no no one here is able to, to even even oh try to read gosh. it. Yeah. It looks like numbers from where I'm sitting. It looks like numbers, okay, huh? Yeah. 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 Well, uh, yeah. you know, okay. I wonder. That's I wonder. it. Maybe you can rub up my uh, the thickness of my glasses. Lizards. <laughs> okay. J.H. says, I'm most certainly that guy. I, yeah, people were saying that we should make shirts now, especially after R.A. went on the Young Turks or whatever. They're like, just make shirts. <laughs> make that well guy now. shirts. Yeah. You Don't are that guy. that guy. <laughs> Okay, J.H. says that he is, uh, they are extremely attracted to Fauci. I'm not sure if that's a male man or woman, but oh all right. my. there you go. It's his own. <laughs> yeah, you know. Whatever. Cubicle Nate says, you've inspired me to get involved in local politics. I'm working with a candidate to primary an establishment Republican out of Congress, also getting involved in local government as my father before me. Hey, glad to hear it. You uninvited party crash says kudos to Timcast for broadcasting tonight. My super chats usually go to YAH, but I genuinely think this is one of the best shows on the internet. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, why are they are they out for the holiday or whatever? You are here, Elijah and Sydney. I'm not sure. A lot of people are. Yeah, out. most people. So Hopefully. it's good to be here. lazy. I know. Right, <laughs> lazy. <Yeah. laughs> They don't have Polish moms. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas is what, Saturday? Yeah. yeah. And it's Christmas Eve is Friday. What the heck? And right. we're and we're still going to work tomorrow. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then we have Thursday. Look but I us. guess people got to travel, so. Yeah, I travel. Ian Hall says, Biden just wanted to pull a Donald. Trade in the old model for the new, but Trump did it with wives. That's excusable. But a dog, that's messed up. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> he does have a past. Martin Edgar says the Biden vax mandate is reinstated. Get ready for mail and supply chain delays. I'll be forced to test weekly, burning up my sick leave and resigning from the post office after my sick leave is used up. Mm. I had to look in because it's, it, it's hard to tell if it says mail or mall. I'm like mall supply chains d- delays because I mean that that's true too. Camilo Montoya says Luke's Bill Gates sounds sounds like Mark Dice's Brian Stelter. <laughs> But when Probably. Mark when Mark Dice impersonates Brian Stelter, it's just like a a mockery. It's not a real impersonation. Yeah, he talks like this. Oh, CNN, you know, I'm reporting the news. It's like Mr. Elmo. Mr. Elmo. Who's Mr. Elmo? You know, the, the, regular the, Elmo. The the rat looking red guy. The rat looking no. red guy. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? El- On that I, communist I, I, network, what is it called? PBS. I don't know. Yeah. HBO. Oh, he's, he's on HBO Sesame. now, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He was tax funded. I don't yeah. like him. I know. Of course. Ben Phillips says I'm a mail carrier and most of my bad dog encounters are untrained shepherds in pits. People try to blame me when their dog attacks and they get sued. Train your dogs. Mm. Absolutely. You're liable. Your dog hurts somebody. Balls. You're the one who's responsible for it. And, and, and again, it's, it's so important to raise your dog right and to take care of him. And, and people don't understand how much time and energy it takes. It takes a lot. Um, or alternative suggestion. Get a pug. Or, better yet, rescue a pug. Yes. No training needed. But you have to deal with the snoring. Lex (laughs) McCormick says, pill bugs, roly-polies, are related to shrimp, and we eat those. So uh, Shrimps. So I'd say, yeah, pill bugs are on the menu. It's a brave new world. Indeed. Pill bugs. They swim in the water. We We call them roly-polies. That's right. Because you'd see them running around, and you'd just, like, poke yeah. it, and it would curl into a little ball, and then you'd, like, roll it around. Oh, yeah. We're the same like, generation. It was really polies for me, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think oh, it's yeah. regional. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, what do you call uh, uh, what do you call the device on a wall where you press down and water comes out to drink? Uh, water fountain? They're called Cape in, like, Cape Cod bubblers. Bubblers? bubblers. What? Yeah. That's new. What do you huh. – uh, uh, so – how how do you refer to sugary carbonated beverages? Uh, pop. Yeah, pop. Pop's a Midwest thing. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. Pop. 
And that's what we called it in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I have this funny story where I went out to, uh, uh, it was the, it was the team manager for Ezekiel Clothing. And he's a California dude. And it was two guys from Kentucky and me and my friend from Chicago. And we were hanging out in California skating. And then the Kentucky guy walks in and he's like, yo, dude, can I get a Coke? And he goes, I don't got any Coke, man. And he's like, yeah, you do. You got it in the fridge. And he's like, dude, I don't have any Coke in the fridge. He's like, you got a bunch, man. You got the orange and the grape. And he was like, you want to, that's not Coke, dude. And he's like, oh, I just meant, you know, like, like an orange Coke. And he was like, bro, are you asking me for an orange soda? And then I walk in the room and I'm like, hey, can I get one of those pops? And he goes, what pop? He's like, what is wrong with you people? It was really funny. I'm a Kentuckian and we never said Coke. Really? We said pop. Yeah, yeah, but your Where? Kentucky accent is pretty solid. I don't though. think that was an actual Kentucky accent. It, it was. I can tell. It, <laughs> I can testify to the authenticity. It's real. <laughs> and uh, when he was referring to skateboarding, he was a gnarly, a gnarly flip. What? Yeah, they called it Coke. And he said, <laughs> "Where they're from, all soda is Coke." Weird. So they'll be like, "Can I get a Coke?" And they're like, "Yeah, what, what do you want? I'll, I'll take an orange." Hmm. A he must Coke. have been from Harlan. Maybe. Yeah, Kentucky. Chicago with pop. <laughs> pop. Soda pop. Yeah. Soda pop. Yeah. yeah. I ordered a whole bunch of the Jardinera and then we had Jardinera pizza, man. It is amazing. Yeah. It was good. Hot peppers, carrots, yeah. cauliflower, celery, mm-hmm. soaked and spicy and oily. And we put mm. it all over the pizza. Mm. So good. Soft drink. Yeah, I never understood soft drink. Hard drink. <laughs> I get yeah, it. hard drinks have alcohol. Soft drinks don't. There you go. All right. It should be called high fructose corn syrup drinks. W H okay. Asian says, Tim, in the metaverse, your clothes and everything you buy will be NFTs. NFTs are nothing that you can own but bring their owners happiness. Great reset. Hmm. No, I think so too. Interesting. I think every, crypto is the perfect global currency. It's the perfect currency for the metaverse. Now NFTs, you will own nothing, sure. But in the metaverse, how do they track digital ownership of unique goods? NFTs. Yeah. Because right now, I'll tell you this. I've got like, you know, oh, this this uh, this bottle or whatever is my specific bottle. There are many other bottles you could buy that are just like it, but this one is mine, right? Mm. There are many bottles like it, but this one is mine. And so in the in the universe, this would be an, a metaverse. It would be an NFT. And if you want to get the, you know, very specific bottle, it's going to have to be coded and cryptified. So that's right. Waffle Sensei says the new perfect matrix they make is set in the 90s. They call it the peak of our civilization. The TVA is Loki. The TVA in Loki built their empire around the same time frame. And they call it the perfect, they call it the perfection of form and function. Weird stuff. Oh, everybody knows the 90s was perfect. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was, ever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. yeah. It was 100%. Fun. I think it may be because the people who make this stuff were like growing up in the 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, the 90s are cool, Dillic. man. Yeah. Totally. So they make shows where they're like, the 90s are the best. Um, AR says, I'm going to send my poop back in the test they send me. Don't do that. Do not do that. Do not do that. Yeah, that, that, that is a crime. It's bioweapon. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Luke. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> talking, talking my language here. Don't do that. No. That I'm, is not. I'm talking about the that. comedy of it. The comedy of humor. The humor. I like potty humor. I see that. Moose Code says, Luke, can you please, 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 please no. make a horse and pony shirt? I will buy 10 of them immediately. Horse and pony? Like, what's the reference to? Because I, I think know. you said a horse and pony show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's uh, <laughs> Exasturbated, which people love. Exasturbated. Yes, uh, hearing me Ah, stunning. I think we got to make those shirts. You got to yes. make a dictionary. That's, that's still not the best misinterpretation of that old phrase. When, uh, Biden said a one, one horse pony. Yes, yeah, so yeah. one oh, horse yeah. pony. Yeah. And he also he that also wins. says exponentially. 
exponentially. Yeah, trying to do me. And at first they were like, he must have just you know misspoke, but no, no, he says it all. Oh, like there's a compilation. It's like ten minutes long of him saying exponentially. Wow. Exponentially. That's not a thing. Yeah. Wow, dude. Learn, learn. <laughs> Biden needs to be learning talking good. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Lethal says where all uh, where all where all in the matrix and Zuckerberg. Is the only N- NCP in the Matrix? Wait, what? NPC? Do you mean know. to say we are all in the Matrix and Zuckerberg is the only NPC hmm. in the Matrix? Hanamagi says, since Kyle's ruling, I've been wanting to know, has everyone seen the similarities between his and the making a murderer case? Also, Google, do you need to take their bar exam? Also, Google, do you need to take their bar exam in Wisconsin? Local grads don't. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, Mike Sullivan. Any thoughts on Bette Midler's remarks about West Virginia? Yeah, they, these the, they're 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 elitists. They're yep. they're better than you, and they know it. Yep. You know, they're the globo gym of politics. That's right. It's true. Wessa uh, Wessa Blow. I'm a dog trainer, and what Luke said about training exercise was right on the money. Swap alpha with a leader. Also, what Lid said was brilliant deduction. He's a poor leader, and that's pure, profound proof right there. Mm, I think yep. so. Mm-hmm. Dogs know, man. Yeah. Yeah. Efren Rio says, Luke, thinking of moving my family to New Hampshire from Texas, but my wife is worried about the ticks because of German Shepherd and kids. How do you protect mm. against ticks? Um, mm. Well, you know, you always got to be careful. There's some areas that have a lot of them, some areas that don't. But I think just being aware of them and having preventative measures to be able to grab them when they, when you do get in contact with them is, is one way to deal with them. Um, I've been to New Hampshire a lot. I haven't gotten one tick at all. My dogs haven't gotten one tick at all either. So, so far it hasn't been that bad. So, um, I mean, you shouldn't be afraid to be in nature. Um, and if you are in nature, again, just take the preventative measures, wear the right clothes if you are afraid of it and, uh, have those little things that you could grab ticks out of your body. Yep. It's that simple. That medicine. And check yourself, you know, check your friends and family members. Get get a monkey. I don't have the monkey. Possums. Just, you know, take Possum care of it. Possums are great. Yeah. Yeah. Possums All right. Drop. The engaged few says, since you're new here, I'll give you some ad- some info. Politics in West Virginia is populist, not Republican or Democrat. Mm-hmm. In 2014, Democrats had the governor, legislature, and congressional delegation majority. Wow. Hmm. Mick Chilla says, not a believer, just curious what your take is. Luciferianism highlights truth, freedom of will, worshiping the inner self and one's ultimate potential. Traditional dogma is shunned since humans should not need deities to distinguish right from wrong. I don't know. Hmm. I don't, I don't really have much to add to it. No. He's talking about Lucifer, the, the angel that like, fell from heaven. Yeah, that totally became Satan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny California says the first Matrix was so good that people had nothing to complain about. So many people rejected it and blew it up. Sounds a lot like capitalism. Hmm. Yeah. It, they said, well, I think the point they made was that people needed strife. They needed struggle. And without it, their brains did not accept that this was, this was reality. Something was wrong. Mm. Joseph La Liberty says, Brendan Fraser failed Nancy Pelosi lives. Okay. Good joke, but I'm not going to read it. Mm. <laughs> Too spicy, huh? Yep. Eamon says, Luke, how about a t-shirt with RA on it that says, what if I told you I'm not that guy? Oh. By the way, Tim, uh, interesting show on RA just caught up. Got to say he was pretty passive aggressive with you and condescending. Need to cut his mic. No, I don't do that. No. I will say that um, I did a, uh, I recorded before this show with my sister and we talked about what was going on in Chicago when we were growing up to basically, 
You know, his thing he's going around is he has no real argument against anything I said. So the only thing he can say is that I lied. So if your only argument is that I must be lying because if what I'm saying is true, it's bad for your politics, I thought it would be very important to then bring on a family member who corroborates more of what I was saying because my sister's five years older than me and remembers a lot more than I do and can talk all about the South Side. So that'll be up tomorrow at youtube.com slash News at 1 p.m. It's 40 minutes where I talk a lot about this. I directly respond to the Young Turks. But I, I think, you know, in that segment that uh, they did with R.A., there were no real political arguments other than, you know, like, well, there was no political arguments. It was Tim's a liar and we laugh at him. And that's basically what they were doing. I guess Jenk was trying to get a rise out of me because he said it several times. But you know, whatever. I don't know. You're allowed to laugh at me. I don't, I don't care. It just seemed all very mean spirited. Uh, well, they also attacked Jimmy Dore ruthlessly. Um, and it was just like, oh, oh, it's like, are you just trying to start drama just for attention here? It was, it was, look, look, look. Uh, the, the reason why I wanted to record with my sister talking about like, Hey, this stuff really happened is because I think the young Turks have a disdain for working class people. They're extremely well off, wealthy elites. They're not necessarily fans of the Democrats. They rag on them all the time, but they, you know, like Anna said, she's better than you and she knows it. That, yeah, that embodies a lot it. of what they are. And so when you look at the Young Turks content, especially how they responded to what happened with me and R.A., their whole segment was just mock, insult, and deride. They derive pleasure from being mean to people. I, I don't. I, I, I don't. Uh, I don't like just generally being mean. So, you know, by all means, like, you can insult and do whatever you want. But I'd prefer not to say, have those things, right? So when I was talking to R.A., I said, why wouldn't you just want to, you know, approach these people with compassion and empathy? And he said, no, he wouldn't do it. Mm. So if you're of the political faction that wants to be mean to people and cause pain by insulting and mocking people, well, you're free to do so. That's not who we want. When Nancy, when uh, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, I almost said Nancy Pelosi, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, I said, it's sad. What did Donald Trump say? He said, sorry to hear it. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather be of the political faction that has compassion for people, that wants to help the working class, that wants to help regular people, you know, get by and live better lives. I don't want to be part of the group of elite, wealthy individuals who mock the poor and insult people and tell them they're liars when they deal with struggle. When I had people in Ferguson tell me that they had been chased and, and, their, their, and one of their friends had been killed by police, I listened and we filmed it and we said, wow, that's crazy to hear. Because these people are the ones telling their story. I didn't say, you're liars. You're lying. I don't believe you. Grow up. Boo-hoo. That's life. That's insane. That's insane mm. to do to someone who says they're suffering. So I, I, I just find that fascinating. That there seems to be, you know, in everything with different political factions, there is overwhelmingly on the left a large we hate and we want to be mean. The right absolutely has that as well. And many of the Trump, uh, the diehard Trump supporters were mocking and belittling, belittling Ruth Bader Ginsburg, saying how much they hated her. And I'm like, I don't want to have anything to do with that. I think that's just nasty, man. But you're allowed to be angry and you're allowed to believe what you believe and you're allowed to say all that stuff. So all right, let's just read one more here. We got Fred Rods. He says, lower your expectations. Matrix resurrection reviews are really bad. Probably one of those multiple viewings to understand the message. Ugh. I've, I fully expected it to be bad. I don't expect it to be good. So yeah. But my friends, we're going to, we're going to record this members only segment. Yes. And I don't think we're going to have one tomorrow because we have to, I have to travel quite a bit going to Chicago. Um, but so right now go to timcast.com, sign up to become a member and we will have a members only segment coming up. And this one is going to be brutal. It's not the kind of stuff that we can have on YouTube. So it's going to be on the website and you're not going to want to miss, you, you, you might want to miss this one because it's pretty, it's pretty bad. So again, go to timcast.com, 
Become a member. It'll be on the front page up on the left around 11 or so p.m. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL basically everywhere. As on Instagram, I think it's Timcast underscore IRL. No, I think it's at Timcast IRL, right? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. And you can also follow me at Timcast. Smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. You want to shout out your socials, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Carr on Twitter. Uh, Chris Carr 17, that is. Uh, it's uh, 17 because people actually have a phobia of the number 17. And it's called heptadecophobia. So that's why I selected 17 oh, after my name. Nice. Interesting. Tomorrow I become you. I join you in the comment section. Oh I'm my. excited for the trolling that's going to be going on. <laughs> you better uh, super chat. Uh, yeah, you better. <laughs> I got a lot of things to say. Oh uh, but uh, anyway, I have my own independent media organization called We Are Change on YouTube. I made a very interesting self-help kind of video on LukeUncensored.com that I thought was very interesting and thought-provoking. I'm getting a lot of positive responses for it. So hope to see some of you guys there, LukeAndCenter.com. Thanks so much for having me. It was always fun and a pleasure to be as silly and ridiculous as I am. Thanks for having me. <laughs> we appreciate that about Luke. I will say that Tim has really sold this upcoming segment on TimCast.com. It's going to be great. It's always fun. All our bonus segments are fun. You guys may follow me on Twitter at Sarah Patchlins. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. We will see you all in the member segment at TimCast.com. Bye, guys.